Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter-Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from inside a cracked box discussing the 2002 psychological horror film, May. This film was written and directed by Lucky McKee. McKee's first film, May, was picked up by Lionsgate after a successful showing at Sundance Film Festival. Although, with its dark comedy and heavy subject matter, this film did not do as well as hoped at the box office. Despite being considered a financial failure, May has found its way into the hearts of many horror fans as a modern cult classic. This film was requested to us by friend of the show and when to go getter, Dylan. We want to thank our friend Dylan for her kindness and friendship, as well as for the suggestion. So, what did you guys think of May the first time you saw it? So I had never heard of this movie at all. Really? Yeah. Didn't know it existed. I didn't know anything about it. I told your sister because she was like, the, the, what did you tell me yesterday that it's 20 years? Yeah. Uh, 20 years 20 old. 20 years old. This, yeah, this year. Yeah. yeah I was that's like, unbelievable. What? I was like, I honestly thought that this was a movie that was made like recently in the past couple of years. Well, wow. it's got this weirdly timeless feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing about it that really dates it. No. It, yeah. And uh, I, I did enjoy that because there was never a, what year is this or what the fuck's going on? It's just, what the hell? No clamshell phone. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> please, no. That's your uh, fucking grip tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I liked this movie. It was fun. Uh, the beginning half of it was a little, was me, just, I was kind of figuring out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of it, I was like, all right, I see what's happening here. Um, but I did enjoy this. It's a very fun movie. It's nothing to, uh, like to dig deep into, but it's, I felt like it's a good movie to throw on and kind of watch. Nay and I, I, would you say a childhood-ish favorite? Yes. Because I, I remember would. we were probably like, what 10 12 something children that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) um but i do remember i have kind of like a couple of possible origin stories for the first time i'm glad because for me this is a film that's always been there Uh uh-huh I don't remember the first time I saw it. Okay. I don't at all. So either one could possibly. Yeah, yeah. they're all true. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I do. I vaguely remember seeing the picture of May on a DVD. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, maybe mom had rented it and we all watched it. Maybe. That's very possible. I'm like, sure. But <laughs> I don't know. The thing was, is that we watched it so many times after. Right. And the way that I remember watching it after was me and Nay. Mm-hmm. And this is like a kind of a game changer for me personally, because it was on IFC. Okay. Yes. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. And to me, I in my head, it always held kind of a special place for me because this is the first indie film that I remember watching that I understood and knew what an indie film was. I all feel right, like right. when I know when I would watch it on IFC, I'm like, this is this is that good shit. Like, yeah, this no, is, they had it's good the stuff weird, on there. You know they what did. I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what we I've come to expect and kind of informed my idea of indie films. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it needs to be offbeat. And oh, yeah, be, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you sure. know? And, and that's not always true, like, at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it needs to fit into this specific yeah. box. Yes, it needs to star Angela Bettis. <laughs> like, it needs to be May. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. It fits into this box very good, by the way, um, because it's very important in the film. But <laughs> the thing that gets me is seeing that this the budget for this film was $1.7 million. All right. That feels feels very odd to me yeah because i i know that that's not really a lot of money in the world of filmmaking right but that seems like way more money than 
I see. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, this feels very, very small. It does. When you listen to the commentary, it feels like a group of friends mm-hmm. got, got together and All made right. it, and people that worked together before and since. Mm-hmm. It's got that kind of uh the thing where a film you know there was a lot of love put into it right yeah. right and i think that that kind of shows on screen because it is so quirky right and it's just so i mean i don't know there's something charming about this movie yeah mm-hmm. despite the subject matter because the subject matter is it's a lot it's not yeah. it's not charming oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no not at all it's not charming um like i said i can't remember the first time i watched this it's one of those that's always just been there and in that being true i can't really divorce myself from the way that i felt about it when i had first seen it right um this is just one of those that i'm always gonna love right and watching it you know i don't like saying 20 years later but (laughs) but here we are i saw the Um, pain in your (laughs) (laughs) the pure hesitation yeah but it's still is it maybe as perfect as i thought it was when i was a kid Mm. it's not but i don't really care it's i'm always gonna love it yeah but Seeing this at that age, I bet was a trip. Yes. Like, I, I bet. Yeah. I just remember feeling like I had never seen anything like this before. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like there's still so much for this movie to give for it being. And I we're like 20 years or whatever. Yeah, when yeah. We covered Dracula. I mean, I feel <laughs> like the thing is at this time, a lot of movies were being churned out. Yeah. And yeah. For some reason, this one just really like sticks and. Well, you're you're stuck on twenty years because we weren't there for Dracula. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe that's so. it. <laughs> but you said that it sticks, mm-hmm. and there were like several scenes that I remember beat for beat. Uh, right. Yeah, and I have not seen this film probably in like fifteen years. Okay, god damn. And so I'm like, yeah, oh, this is the part when, and yeah, I yeah. exactly like even lines I remembered. I ca- I can't believe that you haven't watched it. I don't know why I haven't. Yeah, that's surprising. I really surprising. don't. Uh, the last time we watched it together was probably the last time I watched it. But that was probably time like 25, so. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I mean, I, I loved it as a kid. I think I, I, I really enjoy it. I don't know that I love it as much as I did. Because when you're an adult, you kind of see yeah, yeah. things you didn't see. But um, I was listening to the Shockwaves podcast, which is, I think it was a podcast. I don't think it is a show anymore, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. But um, maybe it is. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. All right. But um, they had an interview with Lucky McKee and he was talking about the beginnings of this film. And he said that this to him was his angst film. All right. Which you feel. Yeah. Yeah. And he called on influences. He said this one really spoke to me because there was a couple moments that stuck out to me. And then he confirmed them on the commentary track. And I didn't feel like I was making shit up. Mm -hmm. Taxi driver. Okay. Um, there's this film like that part when May's looking in the mirror and she's like you talking to me <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know why she did that I was like this looks so familiar <laughs> mohawk and she, she drove that taxi yeah okay <laughs> yeah. I get I see You're, the influence you see you get it oh yeah that's why I was like of course <laughs> of course but um, he also said a film called Sweetie by Jane Campion which I haven't seen Mm-mm. but looking at it it looks kind of Mayish mm-hmm. and uh, Nirvana Okay. Yeah, which kind of lends, I guess, the grungy feel to it. Yeah. It has a weird, like, 90s feel. It does. I all mean, right, all right. I and can, the music. I can kind of see that's that. What I, that's no, what the I music is great. really wanted to uh, interject was that um, I would say as much as the film stuck with me, the soundtrack stuck with me. Absolutely. Um, So perfect for the film. And also, I'm like, 
and it's no jam all right yeah no yeah. let's <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the songs are fucking great and they the, are we'll get into it but the song um probably i don't maybe the standout song it's played on the end credits mm-hmm. still fucking creeps me out oh yeah they, uh, i don't think genuinely it, creeps me out yeah i don't think that will never not yeah <laughs> creep me out i don't think it'll ever never not, not. Dude, <laughs> once you get in the double negatives you're fucked like that's that's why they say don't, don't do them <laughs> But uh, there is a depth to this film. Like, it's beyond more than just, like, let's show you some freaky shit, you know? Yeah. Um, One thing I will say, even though the film is pretty weird, and I hope I don't regret saying this and I'm not spoiling anything, but I like weird. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, before we make friends with this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's get weird. The film opens with the title card, swatches of red and yellow fabric being sewn together around the word may before a drop of blood stains the piece of yellow fabric. It fades to black and we come up on May Dove Kennedy, played by Angela Bettis, standing in front of a mirror and screaming. Now, I know I just got done saying that I've seen this a million times. Every mm-hmm. time this scares me, I jump out of my skin. <laughs> yeah. I had watched it. I mean, I watched it to write the script. And then I was rewatching it last night to prepare for this. And I was like, it's the of the sewing machine. And I was like, now, you know, this bitch is going to come in screaming. And so I like prepped myself and I still jumped. I hit the fucking ceiling. Every time it scares me. I honestly didn't remember this opening. Like, there's so much that I that stuck with me. Yeah. But then I there was a lot of surprises along the way. <laughs> like, not even joking. But the thing is, is this is a very bold way to open your phone. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yes. it's like, well, how the fuck did she get here? Yeah. yeah. It's like, ma'am, I need, to t- I need to take a look at that. Like, yeah. Please stop moving. But yeah, put that some pressure was, on yeah. it. Put some pressure on it. <laughs> I was not expecting that. No. Yeah. It's it's out the gate. Yeah. But she's holding her eye as she screams while blood pours down her hand. She continues to scream and sob before it fades to black once again. Doll parts tumble down in the darkness and we come back up on young May, played by Chandler Riley Hecht, asking her mother what's wrong with her eye. Her mother, Mama Kennedy, played by Merle Kennedy, says that the doctor says that her eye is lazy, but they're going to make her look perfect. Kennedy played by Kennedy? Correct. Uh, (laughs) Very good. (laughs) More dolls tumbled down, and now Mama Kennedy is dropping Young May off at school. Young May is wearing an eye patch with her hair pulled over it. She pushes the hair away, complaining that it itches, but her mother says that if she wants to make friends, then she needs to keep the patch covered. She pulls the hair back down in front of it and leaves, and as soon as she's gone, May tucks her hair back behind her ear. From the crowd of children standing in front of the school, kindergarten boy, played by Conard Mathias, approaches her. He asks if she's a pirate, and when young May shakes her head, he walks away, I guess, disappointed? Well, the thing was that got me is that she said that she's not a pirate. Yeah. But then when he walks away, he goes, she can't be a pirate. Yeah. She never said well, that she may- was. Maybe well, maybe he was really yeah. hoping she was, and well, then he's like, she couldn't be. Like, you, you fool. Like, you knew she was a pirate. Yeah, but you why the fuck not? <laughs> why yeah. can't she be a pirate? Let her. Uh, he, yeah. was, uh, he was heartbroken. I mean, yeah, he was. But. That's true. <laughs> But it kind of sets up something very early on where her mother is telling her basically yes. to make friends. Yes. You got to hide who you are. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's very upsetting. Yeah. 
I do have to talk about the music because it's very darkly playful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that continues kind of throughout, but then they also takes on like a grungy kind of a thing later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The music is done by the composer Jay Barnes Luckett. She is a longtime friend of Lucky McKee, and I think she does brilliant work. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. She also, I think, helped with some of the soundtrack, which we'll get to in a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. As we've already discussed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the pirate boy and the kids go back inside and young May is left out alone. She pulls her hair back over her eye patch and heads inside the building as the bell rings. And this was already heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're already relating to her. Yeah. Yeah. More dolls tumble down and now it's young May's birthday. Her father, Papa Kennedy, played by Kevin Gage, sings to her as she blows her candles out on the cake. Mama Kennedy quickly whisks the cake away and tells her daughter that she's always said, if you can't find a friend, make one. You've always said that? (laughs) Always. Every day. (laughs) She places a large wrapped box on the table and tells her daughter happy birthday. But when May begins to tear the wrapping paper off, Mama Kennedy pries her hands away and is like, it's ruined now. How? What did you expect? Her yeah, to- <laughs> I didn't understand that. What happened? Um, I think that she's just very particular about everything. And it's probably like, oh, you're supposed to rip it like this. Oh, I rip it like that, paper. son. What but, the- <laughs> <laughs> but the sad part is, is that May does not even react to this. Like, this no, is just yeah. like normal. Well, the child actress does smile a little. Well, she's mm-hmm. like, I want to know what's in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Kennedy rolls his eyes as May's mother removes the wrapping paper herself. Inside the wooden and glass box is a sad-looking doll with a red dress, brown hair, and big blue eyes. Mama Kennedy introduces her as Susie, the first doll she ever made. Susie is frightening. Susie's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the making of Susie. Uh Yeah. Susie was designed by the production designer Leslie Keel. And they based her off of, you know, the big eyes paintings of Margaret Keene. Yeah. Um, you know that whole fucking story, right? No. Her husband took credit for all her paintings <gasps> and like it was a whole fucking oh, thing. Oh, is that oh, what that wow. movie was about with yeah, Christoph Waltz? I the never Tim saw Burton it. One? Yeah. Um, but then <laughs> sorry, I just have to say this part because it makes me laugh. They went to court and the judge was like, Okay, well then both of you paint Oh my god yeah. one of the big eyes paintings then. And she's like, Fine. She does hers in fifty three minutes. He's like, Well, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> 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 I'm not Wait, gonna do that. Tennis earlier. <laughs> yeah. So she she won. But <laughs> <laughs> um, they also modeled her a little bit after Angela Bettis. Oh, okay, I can kind of see you that. Can see it. Yeah. But they said that I guess they sculpted her, mm. baked her in the oven, burned her, painted her. <laughs> So, so the, the doll's been through it. Yes. Yeah, didn't much, give her much of a personality, huh? Just no, she looks pretty stone faced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mostly just frightening yeah. and sad. <laughs> uh, McKee said that his mother, I think, had a doll called Susie as well. And so it's all, yeah. all right. you know. And I wonder if it was just as creepy. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Sincerely. <laughs> but Mama Kennedy says that Susie was her best friend and now she can be Maze. Young May doesn't say anything, but she looks very happy as she reaches for the door of the box. But. Her mother stops her, saying that she can't take Susie out because she's special. The music swells as young May just stares through the glass at Susie. Later, she taps on the glass and asks Susie what she thinks of her pirate patch. And Susie just stares back vacantly. Like a doll. Like a doll. You know, like a doll would. (laughs) You know who else had an eye patch and was really cool? Snake Plissken. 
All right. <laughs> I was Nick gonna Fury? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Nick Fury. Oh, but yeah. Well, I, I go for Kurt yeah. Russell, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that they're the you know, she shouldn't feel bad. No. No. And, and how how am I supposed to play with this thing if I can't take it out? And this is your best friend? Yeah. You, you don't. You so don't. I gotta carry this fucking box when I go on adventures. Yeah, yeah. adventures. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a kid. I yeah. want to go do shit with your best. Yeah, friend. with my yeah. best friend. I yeah. gotta take the box. Yes. I'm gonna be really pissed off if this is about resale value. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in present day, May is wearing glasses as she cuts fabric, and Susie watches over her in that same box. She tells Susie that she bets she's wondering what she's making, but again. Susie just stares vacantly. May giggles and is like, okay, I'll tell you. We see May walking down the street as she tells Susie that she saw someone today, a boy. May looks through the gate of an auto body shop at a man inspecting a damaged car, rubbing his hand along its side. Back in her bedroom, May asks Susie, you know when you meet someone and you think you like them, but the more you talk to them, you see parts that you don't like? We cut to May sitting on a bus bench next to Guy on Bench, played by Norwood Cheek, <laughs> Yeah, they were real creative. Yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> kind of typecast the play. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, like that guy on the bench. She has her glasses off and she and the guy smile at each other. With her glasses off, May's lazy eye is very apparent. And the guy on the bench quickly looks away from her and walks away. They never even spoke, though. And her whole point was about how speaking to him was what kind of... Well, a yeah. smile is worth a thousand words. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> that was a painting. What are we talking about? <laughs> a or big a eyes painting is yeah. worth yeah. <laughs> Back in her room, May ponders that sometimes you don't end up liking any parts at all. But she smiles and giggles again when she says that the boy she saw today was different because she likes every part of him. We're on the street again where May hides behind a tree and peers at him as he continues to rub the side of the car. I was like, is this the dude from My Strange Addiction? It was a little seductive. <laughs> I don't like that part of yeah. you. <laughs> he's, he's assessing the damage. Mm. Um, <laughs> he was done with that five yeah, minutes ago. I don't know. <laughs> May says that she especially likes his hands because they're beautiful. Back in her room, she takes her glasses off and pleads with Susie not to be mad at her. She says that Susie has been her friend for her entire life and she sees her, but she needs a real friend, someone she can hold. To illustrate this, she places her hand on the glass that separates her from Susie. In all fairness, I mean, this is like a level of commitment mm. that is really admirable that she has kept Susie. Yeah. Because it's been and, like... And never took her out. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sorry, dude. She's in her own apartment. Take the fucking doll out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like, do it. Who's going to Who's gonna stop you? Mama. Mama's not there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your friend. Watch a movie. Yeah. Go to the park. Well, stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> I, we can't trust the elements or yeah. anything. But I mean, it's, you know, it's, but I mean, it is the catalyst to everything. Yeah. So it I guess is. she has to stay in the it's case. It's necessary. Yeah. yeah. Stay in the case. <laughs> in the next scene, May is getting her eyes examined by Dr. Wolf, played by Mike McKee, Lucky McKee's father. Yeah. That's very cute. Very cool. He gives her cardboard shades to wear over her glasses while her eyes are dilated. May looks very happy and asks if her contacts will be ready by Friday. Dr. Wolf assures her that they should be and comments on how excited she looks. May confides that she has a date on Friday and double checks that her eye will not cross with these contacts. 
Dr. Wolf says that the contacts will pull her good eye forward just like the glasses do. May is relieved to hear this, saying that she needs all the help she can get because this boy is perfect. It's kind of sad because he doesn't even answer about that. He's like, I don't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm more concerned about your yeah. eyes. <laughs> can you try these on? <laughs> I got another patient in like 10 minutes. <laughs> We cut to May with her cardboard shades on eating chili dogs at an outside table. She's sitting across from the auto body shop and perks up and freezes when her perfect boy steps out. I can't explain it. Okay. But I found it very adorable that she was eating chili dogs she for lunch. Was, she was chowing well, she down. She was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. And chili dogs are not a lunch break food. No, no. 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 You can't go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eating chili dogs. You get all bloated. I was going to say breath, but you know, no. farting. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's heavy. Yeah. It's very heavy. She's lucky, though, because she can blame it on the animals. So yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the perfect boy is Adam Stubbs, played by Jeremy Sisto. And I got to say, I don't know what this says about me as a young person. Yeah. But the hold that this man had on me after this and 13. And <laughs> neither of those are the man that you want. Dude, no. <laughs> I can't believe but, you'd reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I knew him from. 13. Giant crush. He was on Six Feet Under as well. I still haven't seen that. You should. He's an underrated talent. He's a yeah. really good actor. Yeah. I was like looking like well, I haven't seen him in anything lately. Right. I think he's on some TV show that I don't watch, but he's still working. <laughs> well, good for well, him. Yeah. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> but he takes off his gloves, revealing pristinely clean hands that contrast his dirty arms. Dirty from the <laughs> yeah. from mechanic shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's not just like big pen. <laughs> I feel like I have to clarify because I worded that very strangely. You did. Well, you know, long days of doing whatever he's doing to cars. (laughs) (laughs) You're bound to get a little dirty. Yeah, oil. But he he pulls out a cigarette and lights it as Do You Love Me Now by The Breeders Plays. May stares at him as he smokes a cigarette, watching him, but paying particular attention to his hands. Okay, so The Breeders, first of all, fantastic group mm-hmm. um they are i believe you know kim deal from the pixies yeah this is the band with her and her sister oh cool. Oh, right. and there's also a ton of songs on the soundtrack from the kelly deal yes Six Thousand. yeah which i hadn't heard of before this but mm-hmm. the deal sisters kind of dominate the soundtrack yeah and i think it was they said that um luckett and mckee were like massive fans and so I just love that yeah. these friends worked on a movie together and they put in the music they love. Yeah. <laughs> it's again very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But after her heavy, heavy chili dog lunch, <laughs> May goes to work at the Sarkeesian Animal Hospital. She's greeted by Polly, played by Anna Ferris, who compliments the cardboard shades that she's still wearing. This was when I was trying to when I was telling John Paul how great this movie is to me and trying to hype him up for it, I was like Anna Ferris is in it. <laughs> like that was my selling point. Well, he's got yeah, yeah. his it connections. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think anything to scary movie to him. Yeah. Right. He's like, it went up two points. Cindy, man. <laughs> Movie's funny. <laughs> <laughs> she is a character in this. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I she's think she's great. She is. She really is. There's something, I don't know, for me, there's like this odd disconnect because there are people that seem like people. Yeah. And then people that are just straight up characters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is a real weird mix of that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. But Polly asks what a scoople is. Polly Nirvana. 
There you go. Hey, found another one. (laughs) But she asks what a scoople is, and May tells her that it's a scalpel. It's like, that is not that far off. No, it's really not. But Polly... But she kind of is horrible. Yeah, she is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Polly and the customer waiting in front of her laugh at the misunderstanding, and May reassures the customer that her dog is going to be fine. With test tubes of blood, May heads further back into the clinic where she's stopped by the doctor, Dr. Sarkeesian, played by Ken Devishian. Now, we, I know that we remember <laughs> yes. this gentleman. Yeah, from, uh, we saw, I think, all of him yes. in Borat. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yeah. It, they um, really did just go for it in that movie. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because when I saw Borat, I was really str- <laughs> struggling with the concept of most of this is is real uh-huh. but parts of it are acting right and i, I was like what like what, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and so like seeing him and like lunel <laughs> i'm like so he pranked y'all and then y'all became stars. Yeah. <laughs> but so like what off the basis of this <laughs> <laughs> so like the pamela anderson thing i'm like okay i know that's fake mm-hmm. the rest of this is real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But through his thick accent, he tells her that he's going to need a big scoople for the German Shepherd sur- surgery tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Polly, like, you knew what the fuck yeah. you meant. And how long have you worked here that you don't? She's brand yeah. new. <laughs> it's her first day. How yeah. brand new? Come on. <laughs> so May's a vet or she's a... I, I think she's like a tech. A te- oh, okay, okay. If I'm not mistaken... We have a couple of veterinary yeah. listeners yeah. who it's could tell so, us. It's so funny because as I was watching this, I was like, we're going to get a, yeah. a, an inside view of uh-huh. these They're scenes. like, this is not how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> There's Especially a couple. Something, yeah. <laughs> something yeah. that happens later. What kind of hospital you running, man? <laughs> but May just nods and goes about her work before consulting her watch and heading outside. On the steps to the clinic, Polly sits carving a pumpkin. Now, I will say... I feel comfortable saying this because we already saw something at the very beginning. She's carving the eye. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Just wanted to point that out. But <laughs> May walks past her to leave and Polly stops her asking what she's going to be for Halloween. Polly says she's been trying to come up with something original, but she asked me if she has any ideas. Still wearing the cardboard shades, which I'm like, do you still need to have those on? I thought it was for like an hour or something. Oh, I don't know. Well, maybe she only had like 30 minutes left on her shift. The chili dogs took a while to, <laughs> <laughs> I was say. to make. And in all honesty, we only saw her at work for like two minutes. Yeah. What if that was real time? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, well, bye. Yeah, I'll see she's, you guys later. She's, yeah. she's clocking in like jam. Yeah. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> well, and it could be the sunlight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. That Fair too. enough. But she's still wearing them. She pauses for a moment before simply telling Polly that she has a beautiful neck. Which does not answer what she was asked. Yeah. But no. Um, everyone loves a compliment. I'd be like, you don't oh need yeah. to answer my question. <laughs> That's I, fine. I love a compliment, but God damn, does it have to be that specific? It's very specific. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a thing that continues. <laughs> Polly giggles and thanks her, clearly flattered, before telling her that she should call her sometime. They could hang out and eat some melons. May's like, okay. <laughs> In the next scene, May rides the elevator up to her apartment. She's huddled into the corner while a couple, a cameo from Lucky McKee and a woman that I could not find her credit, but Mm. they're making out against the wall. They stop making out to look at her like she's doing something weird. Can you explain that to me? And then they start going back at it again. I was like, I'm here. Please stop or you know, <laughs> even calm if you're down. even if you don't have the decency to stop, don't be looking at me. I'm yeah. just trying to get home. No, like, yeah. I, this to me, I feel like is a an attempt to try to sell how weird May is perceived 
but all it does is just make these people look like double assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're encroaching on her space, and then you're like, who's this lady? Yeah. Like, you, stop. <laughs> but in her apartment, Susie stands behind her glass, which is now cracked in the corner, as Meg struggles to get her contacts in. She finally succeeds and smiles at her reflection in the mirror. So I was like very... Okay, first of all, close-ups of the eye kind of got to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, though, it makes me feel very bad that everyone is so superficial that she feels so self-conscious about yeah. her eye. Yeah. No, it's really sad. But but her mom made her feel that exactly. way. Like, I mean, that's been instilled in her since she was little. And But at the same time, you're like, you know what? You, you do what you got to do to feel confident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for you. Again, I'm relating to this character a lot. Yeah, and and I mean, we've barely gotten started. Yeah. Right. Now, I don't know how long that'll continue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she rushes to her bedroom and pulls her hair over her face before approaching Susie. She reveals herself by flipping her hair back and dramatically blinking at the doll. And again, Susie has no reaction. Were you wanting this doll to move? Kind of. I mean, even, but I'm kind of glad that not. Yeah. Because this is... It would have been interesting to see how she interprets her interactions with Susie. Uh huh. But it's also like, I mean, and I feel like I wanted to make this point. I feel like this is why this film feels so timeless is because loneliness is, is it's not, you know, it's relatable forever. Oh, yeah. Uh, trust me. So not, <laughs> yeah. so not having even that when she comes home and she's like, look, I got these contacts. I feel great. I feel so confident. Look at me like you've been with me forever. Look, this is yeah, a big yeah. deal. That's what she gets back. Yeah. Like, I mean, even in her moments of happiness and this is me and my best friend chopping it up. This is what it is. And yeah. I feel like that's more um, like that's more of a statement than Susie being like, ah, like winking nah, or something, yeah. you know, but like, did she just yeah. <laughs> yeah. did anybody else see that doll? Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say, though, is, I mean, at the same time, that is kind of a, I guess, representation of what can be the world to a lonely person yeah or something very big to you and there's really no one to share it with yeah and then you kind of have something that is this is life-changing for her yeah and nobody else cares yeah and that sucks a lot yeah i just feel like i don't even know if it's a bad thing to her though like i feel like she really thinks that Susie is her friend oh yeah and that she's like look like, I feel like she's getting that validation from that doll just staring yeah. straight ahead. Maybe she's better off than I... You know, yeah. I mean, <laughs> May's in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry about May. <laughs> the next day on the street, May times using the crosswalk to make sure that she and Adam pass right next to each other. When they are next to each other, he turns away to light a cigarette and she chickens out and goes to work. We've all been there, May. Yeah. Chickening out. At the clinic, Polly stares in horror as distraught man in veterinary office, played by Brett Roberts, tearfully tells her that when he left for vacation, his dog had four legs. Now she has three. He says that he's looked everywhere, but he cannot find the fourth leg. May comes up to put something up front and Polly's like, uh, May? (laughs) The man begs her for her help and Polly blows May a kiss and just leaves. The man sobs as he tells May his story. You know, they say that the only thing happier than a three-legged dog is a four-legged dog. Right. Just some wisdom to take with you. (laughs) Well, as far as the leg goes, it's always in the last place you look. (laughs) (laughs) 
In her apartment, May models a top in her mirror as Susie stares blankly. She takes it off, ferociously scratching at her hair as she looks through her closet. We cut to her making a new top with red fabric at her sewing machine. I will say that she... It, it's pretty hit or miss her sewing ability because yeah. <laughs> some of these she's, outfits aren't I, too bad she's very yeah. talented but i think it's the vision is kind right, of all yeah, over the place there you go. but yeah. i don't hate any of it like no. it's all very right. I, I feel like that's where i'm getting like my 90s like yeah vibe from is her fashions all right <laughs> or some of her yeah. fashions you know it's interesting like they kind of talked about it a little bit on the commentary about how it's kind of flipped with what you would normally get in like a rom-com situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's her pursuing him but also that i was thinking is you know the trope of like the manic pixie dream girl of course this kind of feels like almost from the point of view of her because Adam is like the most like normal, just whatever yeah. the dude ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she's the one with all the eccentricity. Yeah. Usually it's flipped. And she's like, he's going to change my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, have you ever eaten candy in the rain? Yeah. yeah. It's like, just, what? You ever watch Garden right. State? <laughs> <laughs> but in the next scene, Adam enters a coffee shop and wearing her new red top that she made, May and her nipples walk in right after him. Yeah. So I was say, that's your plan, was to be cold? You know, it's well, not. <laughs> to it's, be not cold. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. In the patio seating, Adam sits smoking and reading a book while May just stares at him with a cup of coffee in her hands. She gathers up the courage and slowly saunters past him to a table with sugar and condiments. When he doesn't notice her, she just puts sugar in her coffee and returns to her seat. She tried it. She did. But the thing is, is I feel you can feel I'm not special. You feel when somebody's looking at you. This bitch is just sitting there staring at him. And he's just in his own little world. He's like, do do do. (laughs) I will say, though, one thing that it does take courage to eat in a restaurant alone. I I just like to point that out. I'm 31. I still have not done that. Not one time. I'll take it to go. Do it. Yeah, there you go. All right. Treat yourself. Well, maybe someone will look at me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But later, she's reading a magazine and looks up in time to see Adam fall asleep on his table. The hand his head was resting on is still up while his head rests on the table. May approaches him slowly, staring at his hand. Slowly, she gently touches his hand before lowering her face onto it. She rubs her face in his hand, making it cradle her, but this wakes Adam up. He's like, hello? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a gamble. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) That was a lot. (laughs) That was a big gamble. You know, I think the thing that got me is that it really, really jumped from, you know, she's walking and she's like, okay, maybe I'll talk to him. Yeah. Or maybe he'll talk to me. Yeah. And then it's like, no, I'm going (laughs) to... I'm fucking going for it. Yeah, I mean, good Lord. But he looks up at her confused. May panics. She falls backwards onto her ass and quickly gets to her feet and rushes away, leaving Adam understandably confused. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just said hello. She could have just been like, hi, and then took off or something. (laughs) I don't know. I would never do this, but that would be such a mortifying moment. And then the the fall in the ass was really no, just yeah. icing on the cake. Yeah, that is true. That, now that's going to be harder though. That's, yeah. that's the embarrassing yeah. thing. He's like, remember when I like you made me touch your face, but then you fell on your yeah. ass? What a loser, dude. What if Adam was just like, have a nice trip, see you yeah. next time. <laughs> It's like, wow, and he's witty? Wow. Yeah. He's the whole package. 
At work, May drives a scalpel into the pad of her thumb, drawing a bead of blood. Polly asks her what she's doing, and May says that she's relaxing. Polly is mesmerized and asked if it hurts. May says that it doesn't, and when she tries to demonstrate on Polly's thumb, it doesn't go well. Polly's like, ah, what are you nuts? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but she, she calls her a crazy yeah. bitch and asks why she did that. Well, that's a lot, dude. I mean, yeah. you watched it all happen. Like, you at any point could have been yeah, like, hey, stop. Did. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do that. But then she sucks her own blood. She And so she's evil now. Yep, we know. She sucks the blood off her thumb before her shot gives way to a smile, and she admits to May that she kind of liked it. Breathlessly, she asks May to do it again. She does, and Polly sighs. This moment immediately cuts to the dog's severed leg. Yeah. Don't they have more work, like real work? No. Nope. Is, okay. is this what working in a vet's office yeah. is that, like? I know where I was going to go with it. I was like, I, I mean, what is, what's happening here? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to sit around shoving scalpels into our thumbs. Yeah. <laughs> That's like six of the eight hours. Yeah. Got no. it. Got it. Got it. Just that. But the distraught man is back saying that he found it in a rose bush and he and May are just staring down at it. He asked her if she could just sew it back on and she's like, yeah, which is another moment that I think maybe kind of sunk in yeah. a little bit yeah and i gotta be honest with you i don't think you can i mean i'm I mean, sure you could functional. i don't think yeah i don't think it'd be good it's been too long right oh no I yeah i think oh yeah you gotta put that <laughs> shit on ice well not Imme- directly not directly on ice put no? it no no yeah put yeah it in the bag. <laughs> it'll fuck up the nerves yeah you know that if you lose a tooth, you can put it in milk and then they can re. I isn't that crazy? Yeah. What even are our bodies like? I, I'm so confused. They they're a combination of a miracle and a mistake, I'd say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but later at a laundromat, May sucks her thumb as she drops her clothes into the washer. Behind her, looking for an empty machine, is Adam. <gasps> I know, right? She freezes when she sees him, but he tells her hello, having found a machine right next to May's. He takes out his detergent, but when he sees that it's empty, he looks over at a machine to buy some. But May finally pipes up, telling him, you can use me. Oh, baby steps, baby steps. Hold on. <laughs> and then she's yeah. like, I mean mine. Hmm. She scoops some out and hands it to him, spilling some on his shirt. He thanks her and asks her name. She says that it's May and he introduces himself as Adam, extending his hand to her. She shakes his hand, watching it as it envelops hers. And he asks if she wants to go smoke a cigarette with him. So just a couple things here. One, um, the powder detergent smells fucking great. It does. Yeah. So he traded up. He doesn't realize it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say is that I, I thought that he would immediately say something okay, right so that that was uh that was my um question if this happened i can say from my point of view uh or if say things were swapped and a man did that to a woman that had fallen asleep at a coffee shop don't ever come near me again he walks into the laundromat or i walk into the laundromat right, and he's right. there i'm fucking running right you guys walk in see her there like are you just like hey what was that or do you just leave i would just leave I but I th- I think I think it's different the dynamics because for me I probably would be like so what the you know what was that about at the coffee shop and I'm scared as you should be <laughs> I'm frightened but you forget I'm not smart <laughs> <laughs> you're like this is our meat cute yeah exactly <laughs> it's kind of dangerous to be this <laughs> lonely <laughs> uh, I think it's it's weird to say because it's it is different. 
I guess from your point of view, but right. and then I understand that too because I'd be the same way. I'd be like, hey, uh, I would so what? Ha- and I, and even if it wasn't like, uh, so I'm kind of weird too. Want to go on a date? Like I was like, hey, you know what was. Yeah, what it, was going on back then? It doesn't there, have you know? to be yeah. confrontational. Just, yeah, I feel just, like even you know, if it that was even, kind of, but it because it, she wasn't trying to harm him. She wasn't, but that was odd. It even if it were that's odd, my personal space. Like no, no, no. no even I, if it I, were I, another woman, I think that I would I, find another. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but again, it. I think even too, if it was another dude, I'd still be like, well, hey man, you know that was. <laughs> You like my hands or what? You know what? <laughs> what's like uh, what's going? Hands. I mean, I just you want to know what's going on. It's not like I, the way I think about it is is just that there was no ill intent. You no. weren't bothering yeah, my th- drink. You weren't yeah. So that you know of, but you were. Asleep. You're not trying to hurt me because you could have. I kind of was asleep, and you could have done whatever you wanted. Yeah, we're out in the open, but you also ran away afterwards. So it was obviously a little. You knew that it was not a good thing to do. Right, the fact that she ran away. That was yeah. guilt, guilt and shame. Right. Um, but one thing I will say, though, is that he, no matter what we would do, makes the absolute wrong decision, which is to not say anything yet. Yeah. He just continues on as if that never happened. Yeah. Adam is super chill. Like, well, like yeah. he said, he's the total package. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, I get it. Sure. I got great hands. <laughs> but, but outside, he lights the cigarette for her, telling her that she needs to puff it for it to light. She follows instructions, obviously holding back a cough. He asks her if she makes her own clothes. <laughs> she, th- th- what she's wearing today, she obviously yeah. made that. It's like a little bib. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when she confirms this, he says that that's cool. She thanks him enthusiastically before blurting out that she loves his hands. She says that they're beautiful. Bewildered, Adam looks down at his hands and nods, saying that he did used to be a hand model. This immediately makes sense to May, but Adam says that he's only kidding and the two laugh awkwardly. May tries to playfully shove Adam, but it's a little aggressive. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, what's that? Nah, I gotta it's go. It's just no, so no, awkward. No, no. Their interactions in this early piece are like almost hard to watch yeah. because it's like you, I feel for her because she's a girl with a crush, even though she's already kind of crossed the line of creepiness or whatever. Yeah. But she just has, she's got no chill. Like she's got, she's, she's got no game. <laughs> just nothing at all. There, yeah. It's a lot going on because there, there's parts that are sweet. There's parts yeah. that are adorable. Right. Yeah. Parts that are awkward and. Or just like cringeworthy. Flat cringe. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, no. Yeah. To me, what I think it is, is I think it's how long the camera lingers on what shot. Yeah, we're kind of being forced yeah. to be like, yes. oh, that's weird, that's it's weird. Like, Can I not be here anymore? Stop yeah. it. Stop it. <laughs> but back inside, they take their clothes out of the dryers and they stand in an awkward silence with each other. May shifts her full basket and a red bra falls out onto the floor. Embarrassed, she bends over to pick it up, prompting Adam to take a peek at her underwear sticking out of the waistband of her sweats. May just continues to look up at him. I was like, okay, like yeah. <laughs> at the vibes that May was putting off. I was a, a little proud of her. Yeah. But I don't think she I don't know if it was intentional. I don't no. know what's going on with me, to be honest. I don't think it was intentional. Yeah. Cause I was like, she looked back up at him like you like what you see? Like well, that's what it looked like. But I don't think that's what she meant. I, I don't think so either. <laughs> but the two stand in silence until she says, race cars. Adam's confused until he follows her gaze to a pair of tidy whities in his basket with race cars on them. He hides them among his other clothes and explains that his girlfriend bought him those. 
They looked very small. They looked small. Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, oh, I have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are mine. <laughs> and I'm washing them because I wear, I wear them. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the smile drops from her face immediately, and Adam finally walks away. He pauses for a moment. I feel like this is the mistake of the century. Mm-hmm. He pauses for a moment and comes back to further explain that he meant his ex-girlfriend bought them for him. So you're saying there's a chance. That's what he's saying. May smiles again. Adam takes the pack of cigarettes out of his shirt pocket and drops them into May's basket, telling her to practice. He says, see you around, May, before finally leaving the laundromat. May holds the cigarette pack and smiles. He gave her a lot of cigarettes. It was a lot of cigarettes. But this is back, I mean, early 2000s, probably like five bucks. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. If in 2022. He's like, here's one cigarette. (laughs) Here's a half. (laughs) I had smoked the other half earlier. He cuts it in half. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like Adam was very cool. Yeah. The fact that he's still like, that was fucking weird. He never brought it up. This whole time, he never brought up the weird thing at the coffee shop. But the this whole interaction he's had with her has been pretty weird. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like maybe he's like, okay, I you know I get it. You're a little awkward, but that's fine. I just you feel know? like opening up that door because she was ready. I I don't want to say like she accepted it or whatever, but she clearly saw the door close when he was like, oh my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah she wasn't yeah. gonna keep trying, and then he was like, nah, but I'm single now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't. I mean, I feel like he's interested at this point. Right. But I mean. I don't know. Like, Maybe he's just a dude trying to get it in. Not get it in. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and she's, you know, she likes him. Yeah. I don't know. I think that it's more along the lines of, like I had said earlier, about seeing the adorableness in it. Yeah. yeah. While it's also very awkward and cringe, maybe he was focused more on that. He doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be so primal. <laughs> I guess. Uh, God, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was fucking cynical. <laughs> but back in the elevator in her building, May holds her basket and fiddles with the pack of cigarettes still balanced on the top of the clothes. She repeats what Adam told her. See you around, May, before practicing apologizing for tripping in front of him, which I don't think is the thing that needs to be apologized uh, for she's in love Ooh, yeah <laughs> is that the studio audience hear that one ow <laughs> like, <what the> <laughs> like who did that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know all those noises are like 60 years old <laughs> they're just like, yeah just that's a button. Yeah, it's crazy like every laugh you hear on like fucking a sitcom is a dead man laughing. i knew you were gonna say that well it had to go dark <laughs> very scary <laughs> and this movie's very dark too so it is yeah. i guess it fits i'm trying to bridge it back <laughs> <laughs> But she's out loud, apologizing for tripping in front of him, saying maybe we can do something. She giggles to herself at the prospect and lovingly plays with the cigarette pack. But in her apartment, music plays as we see May telling the whole story to Susie, who just stares back at her. That night, May lays asleep among her folded clothes with the cigarette pack next to her, her fingers resting on the cigarettes. Susie watches from her box and it fades to black. So, okay, now it's Susie is almost like getting a text message in that you can put any kind of emotion into that and get whatever you want out of it. Yeah. And so I would kind of like to have, like, I don't need to, it doesn't need to be this bad, but May is like, you know, this and this and that. 
what do you mean this could go wrong? <laughs> but I would like some kind of, you know, because... That's my, like, my favorite thing and the thing I hate the most when people are talking about the stuff. Yeah. Because nobody talks no. like that. <laughs> That's just bad writing. But <laughs> What do you mean she doesn't like me? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess the look on her face about... I that's what I see. Yeah, yeah. I see that Susie is worried for me. Yeah. Right. But that's just Susie's face. Yeah, but that's how she she's could be ecstatic. <laughs> the whole time she's like, you know what, she needs this. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, May struts into work where she's greeted by Polly. Polly once again, confused by the doctor's orders asks what a FICO exam on Miss Kate means. What else could it it's, mean? It's literally what you just said, Polly. Yeah. But May immediately knows that she needs to do a fecal exam on Miss Kitty and she gets to work. I, she snaps <laughs> on her gloves and picks up the cat's carrier. I will say her confusion made me laugh out loud. Because yeah. she's like, oh, like yeah, She's like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, is this her first week? How long? It's gotta it's be. It's still her first day. Like, good lord. <laughs> Days later. <laughs> But we cut to May timing her walk across the street again. She and Adam pass each other, but this time she bumps into him, prompting him to notice her. This is a red flag for me. What, that she keeps? That, I I saw you at the coffee shop. The laundromat, all whatever, because she was already there. Yeah. Now we're bumping into each other on the street. Like, you're following me. Like, that's what uh, I think. I mean, yeah, but doesn't, it seems like, Maybe the clinic she works at or, you know, I mean, the that office close, is, is closed. Like my arms are always dirty. You know, I probably work at the auto shop. Like, <laughs> <I'm> just, what? <laughs> Did you I see like when, you, you timed that when we first saw his arms? I thought it was just an awkward hair pattern. And then I was like, oh, no, he's, he's dirty. dirty. Yeah, he's dirty. Yeah. Whatever he's been doing to those cars. He's a hardworking man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm on JP's side on this because to me, I feel like this is exactly what happens in rom coms. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is very fair. You know, like you could almost look yeah. at this as like kind of a, like a deconstructed, like, yeah, it's like dark. a dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, the, this is, and honestly, when you have a crush on someone, isn't this what you want? The random run ins? You're like, yeah. oh my God, it's yeah. you. No, yeah. worse. What are you doing yeah. here? I'm just thinking logically, I would be scared. Well, logically. I'm from, from, yeah. coffee, <laughs> from, from coffee shop on, I'm scared. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because we're on the outside looking in. Right. <laughs> if you thought you were in love with this girl, you might. I'd be yeah. excited. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be excited. But he seems excited to see her, asking her what's up, but she just stands there smiling. This is where I kind it's of. It's so hard. Yeah. It's like hard to watch. I was like, please say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything. He chuckles, saying that he was just about to have lunch, and he tells her that she looks great. She just continues to smile, and then he asks if she's hungry. We cut to them sitting together at the park, and Adam cuts his sandwich in half, offering May whichever half she would like. That knife. The knife is questionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be ripping off the part. <laughs> <laughs> that the knife touched. Yeah. I still thought that this was very sweet. It was. That's his lunch. That's no, all he it, has yeah. is that sandwich. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like he's a hardworking man. Yeah. It's gotta yeah. last him the whole day. I'm just saying. It's no chili dog, but it's cool. <laughs> May's like, you call this lunch? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be farting less, but I won't be. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be anywhere near as full. Mm, well. <laughs> <laughs> But she picks one of the halves and starts to eat when Adam asks her what she does for a living. She says that she works at the animal hospital and she sews, but people think that her work at the animal hospital is kind of gross. 
Adam assures her that he loves Gross. He's like, disgust me, please. She perks up at this and thinks for a moment before telling her story. She says that a couple weeks ago, an old man came in with a 90-pound black lab named Seymour. He said that Seymour was dying and begged them to save him. They ran tests and found that he had a twisted bowel, meaning that he needed an immediate operation. Adam continues to eat his sandwich as he listens to the story. May says that they operated on Seymour and took out a piece of intestine. She's like, well, about the size of a hot dog. <laughs> She's like, about the size of that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> But she says that everything went smoothly. But when they sewed Seymour back up, they were out of heavy sutures that they were supposed to use. So they doubled up on or excuse me, they tripled up on cat sutures. And the doctor was like, no, this will be fine. Yeah, like, come on. She says that after a few days, the old man calls back hysterical. When he was at work, the cat sutures burst and he came home to find Seymour on the back porch, his guts all over the concrete. She's smiling, saying that the fence was soaked in blood all the way around the yard. She takes a bite of her sandwich and chuckles, saying it was a mess and that she was the one that sewed him back up. Okay, so I have several things here. Yeah. <laughs> Firstly, I will say in May's defense... He, he did. Asked. He did say yeah, disgust me. Yeah, he did. To be disgusted. He did. I thought you were going to say, you know, tell the fecal story, but whatever. Yeah, the the fecal miscate story. Yeah, I yeah. thought that would have been. I mean, it's yeah. still gross, but it's not this. Yeah. Uh, but um, also Seymour lived. Yeah, I guess. That's yeah. Really, now you, that's a miracle. You love to see it. <laughs> Dog bodies, I guess, are yeah. all equally <laughs> <laughs> equally mysterious. Miracles. Yeah. yeah. On commentary, McKee said that his sister actually told him this story. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. So Is I don't she know. a vet tech? That's what I was wondering, if she's in the business to have this kind of a uh, story to tell. That's horrifying. But the other thing is he had said that whenever he was auditioning Angela Bettis and they were kind of going through this scene, mm. first of all, he said that they saw like 100 different actresses, yeah. Yeah. but she just blew everyone away. Well, I mean, she really embodies May. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess when they, were, with, when they were doing this, he had said that she was kind of putting an interesting, like, she has a lot of facial expressions right, yeah. right. throughout this entire little monologue, but he said that she was putting something on every single word, and he was impressed at it because he's like, I don't even, honestly, as a director, I don't know what to do with all this emotion. And so <laughs> <laughs> he had to tone her down and kind of like give specific beats yeah. because he was kind of saying that she was too good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, but later, as kids start to play in the park, Adam lights a cigarette for May. He's like, if nothing else, I am teaching you how to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he says that her job must take a lot of guts, and she agrees. She looks over at the kids, some of which are touching the trees around the park. May asks what they're doing, and Adam explains that they're blind. They go to a daycare center near here. May watches as a girl sits alone next to a tree, and another girl tries to comfort her, but the first girl pushes her away. Adam suddenly realizes that he's got to go. This is when I was like, okay, T, just hit the roof. <laughs> They're showing Dario Argento's trauma at a theater, and he took the afternoon off to go see it. So that's one of the few that I haven't seen. Uh -huh. But the second that he said it, I added it to my watch list on Letterboxd. Of course, of course. <laughs> I just thought this was so cute that this is the afternoon he planned for himself. He's going to go eat a sandwich in the park and yeah. then go to the movies. He just so happened to run into May, but <laughs> yeah. everything else is going according to plan. <laughs> But May asks if that's a movie and Adam is stunned that she's never seen trauma. 
Okay, now this is the first strike against Adam. Cause, no. Yeah, because you, all... you mean you've never seen? No, I yeah. just asked if it was a fucking movie. Clearly, I haven't seen it. <laughs> Don't make people feel. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just be like, oh man, you gotta. Yeah, remember. there's a completely Don't different way shame to. Me. Yeah. I sit at home sewing all day. I no. I was surprised to learn she had a TV. Yeah. <laughs> In all fairness, it never even comes up. No. Yeah. But looking down at his hands and then touching them, May asks that he doesn't go. Adam's like, what? She concedes that it's fine because she's got to get back to work anyway. She thanks him for the sandwich and the cigarette. He says that he really has to go see this movie, but he would like to see her again. May's like, how about tonight? Adam ponders that he has a thing tonight, but maybe afterwards. May's like, great. I'm like, this is going great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adam says that he's looking forward to it and holds his hand out to shake hers. She puts her hand in his, lingering, and he playfully whispers to her, asking if she wants to take it with her, and May smiles. A cute moment. It is, but at the same time, I think she does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I would be cute moment. Yeah. yeah. She's like, really? No fooling? <laughs> yeah. Back at the animal hospital, Polly looks bored at the front desk. When May walks in, she starts dramatically sucking her thumb, but May doesn't even notice. When May rushes past and goes to the back, Polly resumes looking bored. So she wanted to get her attention. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So they could like chat or whatever about the... And May's like, I got a date, I got a date, yeah. I got a date. <laughs> she's, she's gone. So that's kind of sad. Yeah. Back home, Susie watches as May sews together a dress for her date with Adam Afterward, in front of a whole wall of dolls, with Susie presiding in front of them, May twirls and shows off her outfit. Suddenly, she stops, looking worried, and looks in at Susie. We cut to her playing with dolls, an action figure with big red boxing glove hands that she makes rub the face of a small brunette baby doll. Back in front of Susie, she pretends to kiss Adam using her own wrist in place of lips. She makes the dolls kiss, too. And back in front of Susie, mimicking Polly, she says, thanks for the advice, doll, and kisses the glass of the box, leaving a lipstick print behind. I feel like there's a lot that is informed from other people in her personality. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just off the top of my head, the... Adam smoking, yeah. her becoming slowly becoming a more comfortable smoker yeah. throughout the entire film. Um, and then Polly, she adapts a lot of Polly's verbiage, mm -hmm. like all of it. She's kind of a sponge. She is, yeah. yeah. At Adam's shop, they sit in a broken down vehicle eating chips and salsa. So maybe he is the manic pixie dream boy. <laughs> <laughs> he asked her what she was doing to him that day at the coffee shop. I was like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. She looks ashamed and admits that she's embarrassed before finally saying that she's never had a boyfriend before. I was like, May, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> Adam looks a little taken aback by this, but he doesn't say anything. May asks if he likes her and he says, sure, I do. He gets a chip and reaches over to put it in the jar of salsa, but she intercepts his hand, cradling it on her lap. He's like, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> you ate half of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says you don't think i'm weird adam says that he does think she's weird but he likes weird he likes weird a lot well buddy <laughs> yeah strap yeah. in may smiles and wraps adam's arm around her shoulder rubbing her face against his hand she tells him that he's perfect and when he says that nobody's perfect she insists that he is abruptly adam's like you want to see my room i was like what yeah <laughs> dumb what? this is what makes me think like like i don't know man i don't know you might be right i might have been giving him a little too much credit 
I think that the thing that gets me though is that they literally three conversations. Yeah, doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> well, she seems really into him. True. She does. Yeah. But but your room. Yeah, we don't need to exploit that. Like. Well, maybe he just wants to show her his train set. Maybe it's just yeah, as sure. in his underwear. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe it is still more innocent than we. Okay, but <laughs> we cut to them entering Adam's room. His room is eclectic with strange and dark art hanging on the walls. He watches her, waiting for a reaction. Pretty sure they filmed the Nine Inch Nails video in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he asks if this stuff freaks her out, but she says that nothing freaks her out. She looks at the art before lowering her eyes to a knife on the shelf. Adam suddenly grows very serious and tells her that she's on to him. He walks toward her slowly, taking the knife and whispering that he's a psycho. He pushes the knife into her stomach, revealing that it's only a prop with the retractable blade. May doesn't even flinch. No. Like, even if it were a real knife, she's yeah. like, uh-huh. Like, I mean, she <laughs> does not give a fuck. Well, have you seen those hands? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is the knife being held by... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. Why not? But he says, gotcha, and laughs, holding up the knife and pressing its springy blade up and down. May presses it in, too, before grabbing onto his hand and guiding him to plunge the fake blade into her heart. She closes her eyes and smiles as it does before looking up at him and turning the knife onto him and doing the same to his chest. You got to go. I remembered I got to take a shit. <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> no. Well, oh, no. It's shitting time. My, I'm yeah, sorry, man. You seen my room. You said you liked it. I lost track of the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so he plans everything. Yeah. <laughs> this is almost cute. It's almost cute. That's the thing is so many things that she does. It is. It's on that line. Yeah. But the way that she does them is scary. But you didn't have to smile. It's she's just, she's smiling yeah. pretty hard. I mean, I am. I'm very torn because it is that sweet moment. Yeah. But then it's also their dynamic is really off putting. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a mix. Oh, yeah. Like, guys, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Adam cradles her face and kisses her. May is awkward, unsure of what to do with her hands or how to react. So she wraps her arms around him and kisses him harder, pushing him into a wall. Adam <laughs> reacts poorly. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. <laughs> saying, Jesus Christ. She steps back away from him and he asks her who taught her how to kiss. Okay. So she confided in you in the broken down car yeah. that she's never had a boyfriend before. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's mean. That's yeah. why I'm yeah. saying I I dig Adam's vibe. Right. He's a weird dude. He likes creepy shit. He likes weird stuff. Disgust right. me. I'm down with Adam's vibe. Right. This is what I, this is where I'm like I don't I feel like you were just you saw a girl who has a crush on you and you're like I can get in there. Like that's what oh, you thought. Come on. I feel <laughs> <laughs> it's a family just show. Just the quiet yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't get we, we have to be coarse. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I feel like his entire dynamic might, it might be a thing that he's just kind of going along with it, like you're saying. And that kind of sucks because I did hope that. It's yeah, just, yeah. I just, I'm really torn on it because there are moments where he is very patient with her. Right. And seems like he does like her, but then he does shit like this. And I'm like, you were only in it. Like, men only want one thing. <laughs> and it's well, disgusting. Could it, be oh. that, <laughs> could it be that he didn't think that, um, like, maybe he was joking and his humor is just shit? I don't think he was joking. Well, he had a smile on his well, face. 
<laughs> but he, he comes off like an asshole. But yeah, he does. Yeah, but mean, there does. there are moments. I mean, and uh, maybe there are moments where he does. He's like, oh, maybe I do like her. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm putting too much thought into the relationship between right. the two of them. And there's another relationship that we'll get to in a minute that I go back and forth on as well. Yeah. Um, but I just I I don't know. I don't know about Adam. I don't know. And my opinion will change three times before <laughs> this is over. I'm sure. But this. Do not like this. No. But when he's like, who taught you how to kiss? Yeah. She quietly goes, Susie. I'm sorry. Yeah. But then you're making out with glass, though, because you've never taken her out. Wait. So oh, then yeah. You didn't learn shit. You didn't <laughs> learn anything. She's like, I can push that box as hard as I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you went flying into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to May slamming the door of her apartment and immediately getting into Susie's ass. She approaches the box angrily yelling, who taught you how to kiss? She's like, you fuck me, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> said this was foolproof. Yeah. <laughs> he said everyone liked it. Play it. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> she slams her hand down on the top of the box, causing the glass to shatter further. This hurt her hand, though, and when she pulls it away from the box, it's bleeding. Behind the cracked glass with the lipstick still printed on it, Susie doesn't give a fuck. No. no. She's just staring. I will say that this is where we kind of see a side of May yeah. that we didn't know was there yeah, no. and kind of shifts things a little bit yeah. for the viewer. Yeah. The next day at the animal hospital, May bandages up her hand, but is distracted when she hears what sounds like glass cracking. She looks around before switching her attention to the well-loved pack of cigarettes that Adam gave her. Cradling a cat, Polly steps into the doorway and breaks her concentration, asking, what's the haps doll? Noticing the bloody bandage on May's hand, Polly asks her what happened. May says it was from a scoople, and Polly chuckles, telling her that she's funny. That was funny. So I'm like, May is not like, yeah. I don't, she's just, she's a strange one. Yeah, because I'm like, you were like dead silent in the street. Yeah. yeah. And where, now you're like, some of that? Yeah. You know? Now you're witty. It's what? Banter. <laughs> banter. She asks if May wants to watch her file, and we cut to them sitting in the records room while Polly files charts. Well, she asks her a little more than just, you want to watch me file? She's got a smile on her face like, you like let's go do something else. Polly's got a fucking vibe from yeah. the minute that we meet no, her. Yeah. Like, very true. Very much. But in the records room, May looks down dejectedly, and Polly sets her files down, saying they have the whole place to themselves, so they should dance. May continues sadly playing with the cigarettes in the pack and Polly turns the radio on. As soon as the music comes on, the dogs and cats at the hospital begin to mule and whine. <laughs> Polly laughs at this, saying that they have to dance now because the animals are serenading them. She pouts, asking May, please, before pushing the files on the table down to the floor. You're going to have to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> and suggestively crawling on top of the table. She takes a pack of cigarettes from May and puts one in her mouth, continuing to pout as she asks May if she's going to dance with her or what. We cut to May dancing with Polly. Polly leans in and is like, do you like pussy? And May's like, boom. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, pussy cats, you're nasty. I was writing down a note because when the animals started making noise, <laughs> I said, do, do the animals hate the music or is the clinic haunted? And I wrote that down. And then she asked that and my eyes shot up. Like, wow. It was the abruptness of it. Yeah, because they're just dancing. Yeah. But <laughs> this at least gets made to smile a little bit. Polly asks specifically if she likes the cat that she was holding earlier, Loopy. 
Okay, my subtitle said Loopy. I've seen people talk online and saying that the cat's name is Lupe. I really hope that's not how she's pronouncing Lupe, so I'm calling the cat Loopy. I think the cat's name is Loopy. I hope so. Because, yeah, I, I trust the subtitles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I trust the subtitles. Okay, great. They said that the cat was actually Leslie Keels, the production designer. Aww. And all the meows are real. Oh, <laughs> it's a really cute cat. Yeah, this cat's my favorite character. <laughs> But Polly says that her landlady is a real bitch and now she has to get rid of her. May goes, the landlady? Polly laughs and reiterates, <laughs> no, she has to get rid of the cat. See, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she tells May that she's the cat's only hope before taking May's hand and resting it on her neck. This is fucked. To me, this is fucked up. And again, this is why I go back and forth because Polly is the other one that I was talking about. I feel like there are moments where I really think that Polly likes her and then later there's more. But yeah. then she does shit like this and it makes me mad. But I don't, personally, I don't have a problem with this yet. Uh, I'm I, asking you for a huge and massive favor yeah. taking care of this pet that I can't take care of anymore. I know you like my neck, so here, touch it. Will you say yes? That's, right, well, that's yeah, fucked up. That, that was my note. Was, did she just get conned and taking care of somebody else's cat? <laughs> so that that little moment makes me think, was all of this yeah. fake? Was the dancing fake? Was that, like that? It's fucked up. Well, when you frame it like that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't considered that. I My thing is that I, I at this point in the film, I kind of think Adam is a dickhead. Right. And so I'm like, okay. Anybody well, else? Yeah. yeah. And Polly seems, even though she's very ditzy and ridiculous, she yeah. seems very nice. She does. Yeah. She, she seems does. like she does genuinely like me. No, I like Polly. So it's yeah. like, yeah. But that moment really like made me mad. Like, I think I'm just too overprotective of no, me. Maybe. <laughs> she's been through enough. So you're saying like using Yes, exactly. But she says that Loopy will keep May company when she's alone. And besides that, she'll remind May of her. Still touching Polly's neck, May agrees. Polly's like, and see, this is where I'm like confused. Because Polly's like, wonderful. She kisses May on the lips and is immediately like, oh, I got to go. She pauses before she walks out of the room saying that it's girls night out tonight. So I was like, you just got what you wanted and now you're leaving. Yeah. But then she's like, do you want to come? Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'm, Polly, you're confusing me. I'm, Are we together or not? <laughs> <laughs> Look, the cat can take care of itself at home. Right. You come out to girls night, hang out. I think it's, it, it's but, genuine. But, but May doesn't say yes or no. And Polly's yeah. like, oh, well, I guess you need your beauty rest. Not much of it, though. And then she leaves. Yeah. So even if she did want to go, she really didn't even give her the space to say yes. Yeah. I, I feel like she used her. I don't think it was. And then plus, knowing the way May is, I'm pretty sure she thought she's not going to want to yeah. come with this. You just got the cat. That's fine. May, we'll go. But yeah. then she left in a flirty way. So I, I'm Polly. Yeah, is, I don't know. I mean, I'm under your spell, but I feel like <laughs> I'm being taken advantage yeah. of. I mean, she gave the invitation. It was a. Yeah. It was a. It wasn't. If she was like, sweet, I'm gonna go to girls' night later. See you <laughs> tomorrow. That's bad. But do you want to come? Nah, you probably got to get your rest. You're pretty though. Bye. Like that's the same thing, just in a nicer way. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want this to work is all. I do yeah. too. But back in her apartment, May sits on her bed next to her phone. She dials Adam's number and gets his answering machine, prompting her to leave a message after the scream and then screaming. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles at this and then starts to leave her message. She asks if he would like to be together again, then pauses, gathering her composure as the sound of cracking glass happens again. So they had mentioned on commentary that this is a homage to taxi driver 
Okay. And I knew exactly the scene they were talking mm. about because there is a moment in the film later on when Travis Bickle tries to call her on the phone mm-hmm. and he's obviously struck out because he's fucked up for a reason that we'll talk about uh, maybe a little bit later because there is a moment in this that reminds me of that as well. Okay. But um, she's over Travis and he's on the phone with her and he's like, so, you know, well, did you get the flowers I sent you? And he's like trying to go out with her again. Yeah. And the camera goes from him and it just pans to an empty hallway because it's like, this is so hard to watch that we're yeah. not even going to show it to yeah, you anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened here. She's trying to get him on the phone with the answering machine. And then it just pans to the doll because it's like, yikes. We don't yeah, need to look yeah. at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give her a moment's peace. Exactly. Please. Yeah. But she rephrases because she was like, would you like to be together again? And then she's like, it, would you like to get together again? Because she said she had a good time last night. She leaves her phone number, asks him to call her anytime, and then starts to hang up. She stops, says that she looks forward to seeing him again, and then slams the receiver down. She then props her head up in her hands and stares at the phone as When He Calls Me Kitten by Kelly Deal 6000 begins to play. I right. love this mm-hmm. song. It's yeah. so good. But it continues to play as May visits the laundromat with a giant box of detergent and closes every single washer except for the one right next to the one she's using. She poses, dangling her bra over the washer. In her apartment, she rushes home to check her answering machine, but there are no messages. <laughs> no, sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing because they said on commentary, they put that shot in the trailer and the people who made the trailer said nobody's going to understand what that means. And so they added a woman's voice saying, you have no messages. <laughs> <laughs> and they were laughing so hard. And it just makes me laugh. Like, who, who wouldn't understand? Yeah. That? It's a zero. <laughs> that means there's nothing. That is zero. Yeah. What's, what's not to get, dude? <laughs> They're like, no, really spell yeah, it out. Because we need yeah. people to know. <laughs> but, but she reminisces about Adam touching her face at the park. Finally, the montage ends with May standing on the porch of a house. So I did enjoy this montage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little like bit of like memories of what we've already experienced. Right. And the loneliness that she's kind of experiencing I, now. I was going to say really smash cut yeah. with what's happening right now. Exactly. It's like the little, uh, I guess, contrasts mm-hmm. of her yeah. highs and lows. Mm-hmm. But... I did want to talk about this montage because it made me look up the editor of this film. Mm -hmm. There were three editors for this film. Uh, One, I believe her name is Deborah Goldstein. Mm -hmm. And she did the last edit of it uh, later on in the process. All right. But the guy who did the majority of the edits, Mm -hmm. I will say that he went on to direct a few episodes of Breaking Bad. (gasps) All right. And I will say that he also went on to write and direct Knives Out. Oh, nice. Ryan Johnson. Holy shit. Oh, wow. yeah. right. John Paul's like, this movie's a 10. Yeah. <laughs> I guess him and McKee, I, I couldn't find proof of this because he was on the commentary track with them. That is oh, so cool. Oh, yeah. But he, I guess, they he went to USC, McKee went to USC, All right. um, assuming they were there together. Yeah. That's so cool. But I was like, holy shit. And because he, Ryan Johnson, he's fucking killing it now. Yeah. Right, right. So it was, it's kind of amazing to see somebody, um, the level they're at now and the humble beginnings of it. Yeah. He was a th- one of the three editors yeah. Of, yeah. of May. That's so fucking oh, cool. Yeah. Quick correction, though. I was wrong. I said Deborah Goldstein. It's Deborah Goldfield. All right. Sorry, Deborah Goldfield. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get it right. Yes. From here on out. But May is standing on a porch. Inside, Adam gathers some things and puts them in a bag. 
He steps out onto the porch and is startled to find May standing there. He asks how long she's been standing out here, and she truthfully says since about two o'clock. Okay, so <laughs> that's a lot. I was yeah. like, are we scared yet? I'm scared. It's getting <laughs> it's getting dark outside, and after consulting his watch, Adam asks if she's really been standing out here for two hours. May just goes, what do you think? <laughs> I think uh, I just remembered I got to take a shit again. I... Uh, <laughs> like you keep Talk showing you, yeah. up at shit time that's you, weird it's four yeah. o'clock I oh my go. god yeah. <laughs> holy shit the <laughs> thing uh, yeah <laughs> i'm just imagining her standing out there like katie and paranormal activity just like oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so how much time has passed since he hasn't called her now it's i don't ha- know a few days at least yeah, yeah. And in all fairness, she's kind of acting like Polly right now with her like suave. <laughs> what yeah. do, what yeah. do you well, think? What do you think it means? It's like, what? He's like, uh, I think I, you, you have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you definitely have been. <laughs> but he says that he got her message and he's sorry that he hasn't called her back, but he's been busy with the movie that he's making. May is intrigued by this and he says that he made a movie in college before he dropped out, but he just finished putting it together. She asks if she can see it, offering to make him mac and cheese. He ponders, dinner and a movie sounds like a date. So now I'm like, was that just like an off moment where you were a dick and like now you're like, okay, I'm going to make it up to her. Or are you like, oh, I get to show somebody my movie and get free mac and cheese? Like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, it is May's famous mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like maybe it is a combination or it could just be, you know, that was. And honestly, I mean, it could be that he maybe thought that he hurt her feelings and he didn't want to yeah. reach out. You know, but she yeah. reached out first. Yeah, Call her back. I yeah, I, yeah, I got nothing then. Right now, that too, I'm I'm kind of confused about him. But I it like this. I'm like, okay, maybe he wanted to give her. You know, he's like, okay, let's hang out and let's yeah. whatever. And then he's like, no, I like weird. And then when she was weird, he was like, okay, this is not. <laughs> this was a little more than what I thought. Right. So he's trying to back out, but, but now he, he's, he's like doing it the wrong way. He's like, mm-hmm. now I know yeah. the level to expect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> and in all fairness, I mean, she she was it was manageable weird. She hadn't done anything no, outside except of being a bad kiss, being yeah. an awkward kiss. Yeah. I mean, cut her some slack. Yeah. yeah. But we cut to Adam and May sitting across from each other in her apartment, as promised, eating mac and cheese with a yellow drink and wine glasses. The style is eclectic. May sitting at a dining chair and Adam sitting on a couch with the table pushed up to it. He compliments her place, saying that it's neat. He takes a drink and realizes that it's Gatorade in the wine glass, but he just chuckles at this, saying that it's cool. He starts to take a bite of mac and cheese, but May tells him that he'll never believe what she had to do at work today. He sets his fork down. (laughs) (laughs) that was such a funny quiet moment like that cracked me up he's learning yeah i feel like this movie it like when people talk about it it doesn't get credit for how funny it is it doesn't i was a little annoyed because i looked on imdb and you know how it has like all the genres yeah the first genre is comedy Uh, and that that was annoying to me yeah Yeah, because there is a lot of dark humor in this but this is not a comedy no this is a horror film Yeah. yeah let's switch those yeah but Later, they sit on the couch and Adam starts his film. So I was wondering, did she tell him or was he, did he put his fork down? He's like, no, let's, <laughs> let's go watch, watch the movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full. Yeah. Save the story. It's like, no, fuck that. Yeah, no, uh... no, 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 no. <laughs> but we get a brief title card, Jack and Jill, 
before cutting to a black and white film of Jack, played by Jesse Hillebuck, and Jill, played by Jennifer Lynn Grant, kissing. There's no sound or dialogue in this film, but My Baby Does the Hanky Panky by Thomas James and the Shondells plays. They kiss and set up a picnic lunch together. They pour glasses of wine and toast each other before drinking. There are intense close-up shots of their faces, the wine, the hands, Jill's cleavage. Adam watches May intently as she watches the film. Finally, Jill puts Jack's finger in her mouth before biting it off. Her face is sprayed with blood. This elicits a smile from May, who looks over at Adam. Jill finishes biting the finger off and eats it, Jack smiling the entire time. May scoots closer to Adam as Jack takes a bite out of Jill's forearm. The cuts are quick, Jack and Jill circling each other and continuing to bite and eat pieces of each other and kiss on the picnic blanket. May puts Adam's arm over her shoulder and marvels at his hand before finishing the film. Jack and Jill undress each other slightly and he climbs on top of her, still cut with them circling each other aggressively. He eats her breasts and they kiss. Finally, it cuts to black and Regia D. Adam Stubbs is displayed and the music abruptly stops. He loves Argento. He, he, you know, <laughs> he's clearly inspired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I this was one of the most major things that I remember. Of course, yeah. because you do not forget that well, no. zombie porn. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird, but he's like, I've seen better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think that the thing for me is that I was I don't want to I wasn't scarred as a kid when I saw it, but I will say that when she bites his finger, yeah, I could not have been more shocked as a oh, kid. No, oh no, no, yeah, you're not. That's not what it. I thought was going to happen. Not at all. And then the joyful music yeah. yeah and they're having a great time they are oh, yeah even like, when they're like circling each other yeah. like fucking yeah. star trek <laughs> yeah nobody's upset like ever no i did learn on the commentary they they kept you they kept saying chris okay they said a, a guy called chris directed this i can only assume that it's chris syvertson who co-directed films with lucky mckee before and after this yeah and also was the third editor of this film oh, very right. cool but um he basically talked about the influence of obviously George Romero yeah. and Italian horror because that's just, this yeah. is, I mean, it's Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Night of the Loving Dead. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But Adam asks what May thought of the film and she says, it was sweet. He repeats her words, it was sweet. And they sit in silence before May says that she doesn't think Jill could have gotten all of Jack's finger in one bite. <laughs> That that part was far fetched. Yeah. <laughs> I um, point taken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, got it. Thank I you. Really, yeah. Hold on, man. You're gonna blow this. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to them making out on May's bed. He's on top of May, who clearly, again, has no idea what to do with her hands. When she clings to him, he calmly pulls her hands away, telling her to relax and breathe. They start up slowly again. Adam takes his shirt off and starts to open May's dress as he kisses her, but she bites his lip hard, causing him to pull away angrily, and his lip is fucking bleeding. Yeah. bleeding. Oh, it's pretty bad. He turns away from her <laughs> and notices Susie. He's like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's watching everything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's a lot i mean it's clear it's a doll it's yeah but you didn't have this to set is, it up to watch this us. is too much <laughs> did you catch whenever they were kissing and he kind of goes fishing with his hand yeah to oh, get he's her like to, baiting her yeah. yeah i i didn't i mean lucky mckee said that he hated that shot but i thought that it's a very memorable 
to me. He hated it. Yeah, he said, I don't know. I can't remember. He said he thought it was kind of like hokey or whatever, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, it's fitting in the way that Adam kind of like jokes about how fixated she is. I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought it fit. But to the question of what is Susie, May does not answer. He realizes that he's bleeding and wipes the blood away from his mouth, but May takes his hand and brings it to her own mouth before wiping his blood on her face and also her neck and chest. Yes. He pulls away from her. <laughs> this was the most painful part is he pulls away and like hesitates for a moment being like, is this really happening right now? Like yeah. the way he like stops, <laughs> like it's like the weirdness of the situation sinks in and then he gets up completely and puts his shirt back on. Yeah. Cause it's like, he hesitates for like, now can we fit? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, I'm he done. Said he liked weird. He yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I yeah. guess this is untenable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he tells her that he'll see her around, but he's going to go. He's like, it shouldn't die, May. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is he okay? Yeah. <laughs> May is confused by this, saying that it's just like in his movie. He tells her flat out that this is weird, but he holds up his hands in that like, like yeah. you know, kind of back Had off. Yeah. yeah. She just fixates on one of the hands and reminds him that he likes weird. Pulling away from her, he says... Not that weird. Mm. Without another word, Adam leaves. If this wasn't bad enough. Yeah. Mm. Susie watches in the box and the glass begins to crack again. As Adam leaves the apartment and closes the door behind him, he hears a crash and May screaming, I told you to face the goddamn wall. All right. You made the right call. Adam. <laughs> yeah. Adam, I, Adam leaves. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, up until that point, I was still feeling a lot of sympathy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me. This is this is beyond the pale. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, so I do feel a little sorry for May because she probably thought it was like kind of a Tarantino thing going on, where he's trying to just show her his fetish <laughs> 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 through, through his films. Is a miscalculation. I think she's a reverse Tarantino. Well, maybe she's oh, putting her own yeah, the hands. hands yeah. <laughs> Um, this was the other taxi driver. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember in the film wherever Travis takes Betsy to the porno theater mm -hmm. because he doesn't know really how to connect with people. Right. And he's been going here. And so he takes yeah. her there and she's like, what the fuck? He's like, no, couples go here all the time. And she's, and like, she's like, what like, the fuck is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a doll. It was like a weird doll. But, um, that's, I guess, Lucky McKee's answer to that. Oh, okay. I get okay. it. So she's in Travis's, uh, role of not really understanding right really what she did wrong mm -hmm. yeah but clearly having done something wrong Well, she flat out says that it's just like in your movie she's yeah. like, like what's yeah. the problem but in her room may closes Susie in a cupboard where the glass of her box still continues to crack in the next scene may assists in a surgery they have a cat open on the table when the doctor accidentally drops the sutures inside May digs her hands in, trying to help get it out when Polly walks in with a package that needs a signature. The doctor's like, I'm fucking in the middle of surgery. <laughs> yeah. In all fairness, none of this looks really sanitary. No. no like, it looks like they're in like, like just a room. Yeah. All of it. I mean, maybe she should walk in. <laughs> Stop this. <Somebody. laughs> Report this. But Polly looks down at the anesthetized cat and leaves sadly. Once gone, May is able to retrieve the sutures and the doctor laughs that the cat's going to live now. Sure. <laughs> sure. I can't yeah, wait to I, hear Kent's opinion on that's, this. Yeah. <laughs> that was my comment was, Kent, what is this man doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, because he's like, get it out, get it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's terrifying. I'm concerned for every animal. Yes, what the that fuck? comes here. I the reviews are <laughs> one star. <laughs> one star animal hospital. Yeah. But that night, May walks up to Adam's front door. Just before she knocks, Adam's roommate, Chris, played by Will Estes, chastises Adam for smoking as he does sit-ups on the floor of the living room. He's doing the sit-ups, not Adam. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he tells Adam to take it outside. Adam cracks the front door open just enough to stick his hand and the cigarette through, but keeps the rest of his body inside as he talks to Chris. Careful now. (laughs) Yeah. They said that the guy who plays Chris was almost Adam. He auditioned. Really? Oh, wow. yeah. They're like, you can be his friend in yeah. one scene. Yeah. <laughs> you can do crunches, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Chris asks him what he's thinking, and Adam says that she's pretty. May smiles at this, but Adam follows it up by saying that he doesn't think she's playing with the full deck. Chris jokes that Adam doesn't want her to be playing with the full deck, and that at least he knows that she's not completely out of her mind. Adam says they're not talking about May anymore because he escaped that lunatic. So he's already talking about somebody else. Yeah. From inside the house, a woman asks, who's May? And Chris says that May is a weird chick that Adam just dumped. He asks Adam how his lip is and May buries her face in her hands. The woman's hand caresses Adam's as she takes a cigarette from him and takes a drag. Chris continues to joke about May liking Adam's hands and May runs away. The dangers of eavesdropping. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But we take the risk, don't we? (laughs) It's Russian roulette, baby. (laughs) Sometimes it just clicks. (laughs) (laughs) This time it didn't. No, no, no. That was bad. Um, And in all fairness, he should be able to say whatever he wants in the privacy. It's his own home. It's his own home. It's like, why are you here? What are you, the NSA? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck out of here. You weren't invited. Um, One thing I will say, though, is that it's very sad because she's still attempting this right right yeah she had done you know the kissing that made him like off-putting or whatever yeah and then they tried to rekindle and now it's in another attempt and then that messed up too she's like no we can come back from this yeah (laughs) it'll be fine and she thought they could but see this is this too yeah i know he's talking shit but i mean this too made me kind of think that he was maybe trying to date her. He yeah. was trying yeah. to whatever. Maybe he and was. And then it was like, no, she was too awkward or it weird too for much. me. And I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think that it's well within his right to not want to be in yeah. a relationship. No, of course. I just, I feel like I just stumble on his motivation. Right. Sometimes. No. I, I do think that he had genuine feelings. Right. Yeah. I will say that he did rush things. She he rushed things i think they both did she's right. like you're perfect yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're perfect you want to see my room like they both well, kinda. i, I don't like, know that those uh, are equal not at all <laughs> nope not even a little bit but i will say that um i think things are done yeah. <laughs> back at her apartment may cuts one of the red boxing glove hands off of the action figure it was very sad yeah <laughs> she rubs it against her face as polly leaves a message on her machine She says that she's at home in her nighty, wondering about her puss puss. She invites May to come to her house if she gets this message. Next, May is at Polly's house, taking a cigarette out of the worn pack that Adam gave her, leaving only one more behind. As promised, (laughs) (laughs) Polly sits on her couch eating melon. That's what she said they were going to (laughs) do. I don't know why it made me laugh. She's like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. She asks May what's giving her the sads, but May just shakes her head. Polly says that there are no frumpy faces allowed in her house as she plays with May's hair. 
When he calls me, Kitten begins to play again as Polly tilts May's head back and bites the end of her cigarette, taking it out of her mouth. She kisses May and admits that she's wanted to kiss her since she first saw her. She unbuttons May's top button and caresses her chest, asking if that's what's bugging her. May admits that she wasn't bugged. She was angry at someone, which I was surprised that that's the emotion that she said. said. Yeah, I agree. Polly says that she hopes it wasn't her and May assures her that it wasn't. Polly opens May's shirt, asking if this makes her feel weird, but May says that she is weird. Polly, though, whispers that she loves weird. Mm, she bites. <laughs> hey, love is bigger than life. Love is bigger yeah. than life. <laughs> May asks if she's serious about her, and Polly says that she's dead serious. May caresses Polly's neck before kissing it. They make out, and Polly starts to take the southern route, which I was like, go off, bitch. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but her <laughs> if i said anything more graphic yeah. you'd be mama, mama. well <laughs> you would have probably <laughs> <laughs> but her hands rub may's face may seems put off and disgusted when she notices a large brown mole on polly's index finger yeah that upset me to a lot it's fine dude close like, your eyes i know it's what close yeah. your eyes <laughs> And honestly, enjoy what's going on. Just close your eyes. No. Why? Why? Why is she shallow? I don't know. It... I feel like, and you had mentioned, I think off mic T that there was like eight minutes cut from May's childhood. Yes. Yeah. And I wonder if that maybe because her mom, even in the like, I don't even know, two minutes max that we got of her mom. Mm very focused on perfection yeah. even unwrapping the wrapping paper like you're doing it wrong like she so i feel like this is just something that was instilled in her and maybe that's the reason for the hyper fixation on these attributes that she does consider perfect right so she's like that's not adam's hand exactly yeah. adam's hands are perfect you what is that like that's not perfect you know what i mean yeah All right. my but eye is lazy i'm gonna make it perfect like i feel like this is what she's been taught but that's just sad it's yeah. extremely I will say that I did like that after how hurt she was with Adam. Yeah, yeah. She seemed to find this, you Polly, know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And kind of a respite, if yeah. you will, make her feel better about herself. Right, right. Because Adam, you know, that ship is sailing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as hopeful as I am for their relationship, we'll, we'll see how things. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, probably. But in the next scene, May is back at the park where she had lunch with Adam, smoking a cigarette and watching the kids from the daycare center play. She specifically watches the girl who was upset and sitting alone last time. This time, she's still by herself. May walks to the Kids World School. At the front desk, the extremely fucking rude and disgusting receptionist asks May if she can, if May can help them. Yeah. I call her disgusting because some of the shit that she says is completely out of pocket. It is. But May says that she saw kids playing in the park and wants to volunteer to help watch them. But again, after disgustingly asking what kind of kids May saw, May specifies that it was the class of blind children and she wants to volunteer with them. She actually auditioned for the role of Polly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, I feel like Anna Ferris did a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah, I can't but see. But I, yeah. I just don't like this lady because of the, role, she, yeah. <laughs> because of the role that she got in this <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely person. Yeah, yes. she seems nice. Yes, <laughs> she's fine. So in the next scene, May's in the classroom. The kids sit on the floor. Okay, they're singing frocks. 
by Jay Barnes Luckett. Yes. And that it, it's a terrifying song. Yeah. Um, seemingly about a man eating children. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, she had said on commentary that she actually was told they needed this song and recorded it the night before. Well, what I, I got to say, she yeah. fucking killed it. Uh, yeah. And in this version, the children are singing, but it's my understanding that she's singing the yes. actual one. Yes. Yes. Oh, right. That shit, <laughs> when the credits start, I'm like, all right, well, this is yeah. like, <laughs> it, it, like, I think I revert back to being 12 or 13 and watching yeah. this and yeah. fucking, it creeps me out. I don't know why there was an odd, like, you, you know that song by Blind Melon? Yeah. I think that's the only song I know. Yeah. About. <laughs> that's the only um, song anyone knows. <laughs> but um, they, there were moments of that in this. It, it made me think of that. And then I was like, you know what? That's actually a really good song. It is a good song. But this, the, I said darkly playful to the other stuff. This is just dark. This is it's <laughs> fucking scary. It's frightening. Did this you is, go listen to some blind man? I did. Cheer up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to cheer up. I, I did. I uh, put it on Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> but the teacher Lucille, played by Samantha Adams, introduces herself to May. She tries to introduce May to the children sitting on the floor, but when May sees the girl from the park sitting alone, she asks to meet her first. Lucille says that she can try, but the little girl usually prefers to be alone. May says, though, that nobody likes to be alone. May approaches her. She's Petey, played by Rachel David. Lucille tries to make the introduction, but Petey tells her to go away. Lucille wishes May luck and follows instructions. She's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Petey is making an ashtray out of clay, and instead of saying anything to May, she silently just hands her another ball of clay. May starts to play with it, and after being told that Petey's making an ashtray, she's like, you smoke? Like, <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> she asked her, like, earnestly. Yeah. <laughs> the nod. Like, uh, you smoke? All right. Petey says that she doesn't, so May asks who she's making it for. Petey asks if May smokes, and May says that she does, so Petey says that May can have it when she's done, and May smiles at her. In the next scene, we see the finished ashtray with May's name pressed into the clay. It's very cute. I thought yeah. that was very sweet. It sits on a washer in the laundromat while Loopy sits in May's laundry basket. While she's distracted, Adam walks in and starts filling a washer on the other side. Once again, I we can wash the clothes somewhere else. Yeah. If I saw her, I'd be like, mm-mm. This is really close to me, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just more convenient. Yeah. So. We'll deal with it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> He asks how May is, and she says that she's great, making new friends right and left. Adam says that that's great, but he doesn't seem completely convinced, especially when May lifts up Loopy to introduce her to Adam. May asks how he is, and Adam's like, oh, it's shit o'clock or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he suddenly realizes that the washer he's trying to use is broken, so he's going to go to another laundromat. He loads up his clothes and starts to leave. May asks if he'll call her sometime, and he's like, yeah, sure. He tells her that he'll see her around, and he leaves. I think he was like, no, I can stick this out. Nope, no, this is too no, much. <laughs> this is already too much. <laughs> Stomach was bubbling. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, the, you hear that? It's, it's like, oh, I, mm, I gotta go. It's Adam, six o'clock. <laughs> I think he might have IBS. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but after he's gone, May goes over to the machine he was trying to use and puts quarters inside, and it immediately starts. Realizing that she's been lied to, May looks completely devastated. Yeah. I was kind of torn because at the first I was like, okay, well, at least he didn't just ignore her. Yeah. Because yeah. that's well, what I thought he was going to do. And he started the conversation. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I appreciate that. But this is the worst excuse of all time 
this machine doesn't work, so I'm going to pass several <laughs> yeah. possibly working machines on my way out. Yeah. <laughs> like, to say that he has to but go to a different one. This one's my favorite, yeah. though. I guess. It's not even, I don't even think it's the one he used it's when my he went no. <laughs> So it was just a bad, bad exit. Even if, even if she didn't go to test it. Yeah. That's dog shit. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it's sad. It is very sad. Later, May frantically knocks on the door to Polly's house. Polly answers the door, happy to see May, but a woman's voice inside her house asks who's there. May asks who that is, and Polly removes her arm from the doorway, revealing a beautiful pair of legs dangling in the doorway of the bathroom. Polly says that it was an opportunity she just couldn't pass up. She invites May to join them, but May is clearly devastated. Polly asks if they can just do something tomorrow because she's got to hit this. She turns back. <laughs> yeah. She turns back to look into the house, and May stares at her neck. When Polly realizes how upset she is, she's astonished that May is jealous. But she was jealous earlier, right? So why yeah. is it such a weird concept? It was a booty call. I mean, it, 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 it was. But I feel like I literally before they did whatever they did, and at the very at the bare minimum, they did a bit. Okay, well, her yeah, and Polly. But- I feel like the fact that may was like are you serious about me like do you really like me right. i feel like at least it should have been like yeah i really do like you but i'm not into the one one person thing it's pillow I, talk baby so- oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes occasionally i do just need to hit that and we need to establish that moving forward right i will say that her trying to reason with her with that i gotta hit this. Well, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hilarious I feel, like that, I feel like that makes it clear that to her she's like what like yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. I guess. Like, it was you, fun. You, yeah. un- you understand, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the woman inside asks what's going on out there, and Polly calls inside for her to shut up. She tells May that she'll kick the woman out if she really wants her to because May is her main mama. The woman in the house starts flexing her legs again, and with tears in her eyes, May raises Polly's hand back onto the doorframe so that the drape of her robe hides the legs from her view. With this done, May just runs away. So we've got hands, we've got a neck, yeah, got a couple of legs, yeah, right. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're insinuating. No, just, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking out loud doesn't really mean anything. Carry on. Back in her apartment, we see Susie's glass is extremely cracked. May sits on her floor, sobbing, surrounded by dolls and doll parts. She lights a cigarette, and when Loopy walks into the room, May beckons to her. She pleads with her to come closer because it's been a really rough couple of days. Loopy just hisses and starts to walk into the bathroom. I feel like May should have gotten a dog yeah. um, because a cat does not give a fuck. No, not at all. <laughs> if you had a rough day, if they're not feeling it in the moment, they're not feeling yeah. it. Yeah, she'll come over when she wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she will, and it'll be the greatest feeling in the world yes. because she's there because she wants to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and this is where it, like I was devastated, enraged by this. May stands up and throws Petey's ashtray at Loopy. She stands breathing heavily, and when we look back at the doorway to the bathroom, we only see Loopy's legs visible as she lies on the ground. The rest of her body out of sight in the shattered ashtray and blood on the floor. So fuck May forever. Yeah. Yeah. Why fuck the cat though? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> why'd, why'd you say fuck me then? Yeah. I am heartbroken. Yeah, I know. I was like, come on. My favorite character. Yeah. 
In her cupboard, the glass of Susie's box breaks more. The cracking sound is overwhelming for May, who stands in her shower with the phone, her hands over her ears. She screams at Susie to shut up. The sound of the cracking stops and May thanks her. She dials a number into the phone and looks hopeful as it rings. Adam picks up the phone. He asks what's up and May's like, how'd you know it was me? He's like, um, yeah. and who is this? <laughs> At her feet, we see a glimpse of Loopy's bleeding body. Adam asks who it is, and May tells him, it's May, silly. He doesn't respond, and she takes a deep breath and asks what he's doing tonight. The glass begins to crack again as Adam asks why she wants to know what he's doing. May says that she thought maybe they could get together, and Adam immediately says that he has plans. The glass continues to crack, and May screams, quiet! Without muffling the receiver. Yeah, that was your first mistake. Yeah. Just hang up the phone. It's done. Like, yeah. ju- you're you're done. Call back later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam asks who she's talking to, and May is just like, well, what about tomorrow night? Adam says, maybe, and May tells him that she'll wait for him. Adam's like, do not wait for me. Yeah. <laughs> and he says that he has to go. May says that she'll talk to him tomorrow, but Adam just says goodbye and hangs up the phone. Okay, so it's difficult because he did he didn't necessarily dump her. He ghosted her. He did. And I will say, though, that he is not in any way leading her on. No. No. The one, the only thing that bothered me is when she was like, what about tomorrow? And he's like, maybe. It's like, no, say no. Say yeah, he no. should have said no. Yeah. But oh, yeah. He, he did say, don't wait. Yeah. He's like, have dinner. I feel yeah. like he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's really patient with her. Like, yeah. Maybe. But also being like, this is not going to yeah. happen. Yeah. May looks upset, and as the glass begins to crack loudly again, she presses her hands to her ears and slinks down to the floor of the tub. She finally opens the door to the cabinet, revealing Susie's glass to be completely cracked and quietly tells her that she hates her. Back in the classroom, May asks the kids who can tell her what she's brought. She sets Susie up in the box, the glass much less cracked. Yes, I did notice that as well. Mm -hmm. Petey stands away from the other children, and May invites her to come closer and see if she can figure it out. The other kids gently touch the glass of the box, and when May helps Petey over, she adds Petey's hand as well. Petey says that she doesn't know what it is, but May just encourages her to try harder. Petey jerks her hand away, annoyed, insisting that she doesn't know. Abandoning the guessing game, May tells them that she's brought her best friend. She says that she didn't even realize this was her best friend until last night. But you told her you hated her last night. Yeah, Yeah, you did. And she had to face the wall. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a good friend, man. No, you've been calling her your best friend for the whole goddamn movie, though. Yeah, Yeah, but I think that her trying to be with Adam and then that not working out and then trying to be with Polly and finding out that Polly and her are not like doing what she thought they were doing. Maybe she's like, okay, Susie, it really is just you and me. Like, well, Susie and Loopy is gone. Yeah, but so it's like Susie, you're all I got, bitch. Like yeah. we for real, we're besties. In all honesty, I think Susie deserves better. Yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to ditch me for strangers, yeah. fuck you. I've been your best friend since you were what eight. That was a goddamn birthday present. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm offended on behalf of a, an inanimate dog. <laughs> She's not been treating Susie no. right. That's no, for she sure. hasn't. That's the yelling for sure. and the cracking. If somebody cracked my They're house, <laughs> I'd be fucking pissed too. We are no longer friends. No, and quit trying to kiss me. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> but Petey says that it's just a box, though, and another child, Deidre, played by Brittany Lee Harvey, says that the friend must be inside the box. 
Petey asked May to take her friend out, but May's like, oh, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I made a promise to a lady yeah. 20 years <laughs> ago or whatever. <laughs> this prompts the other children to ask that she let her come out of the box too, but May refuses. She says that Susie is special and fragile and she can't come out. Petey starts to pull the box out of May's hands while the other teachers just watch nervously. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I just want to ask, like, she May showed no credentials. She no. <laughs> yeah. She's she like, hey. Yeah. She just rocks <laughs> up and then two days later, she's leading the, yeah. <laughs> the show and tell. It's like, what is this? <laughs> but May holds onto the box, but eventually loses the battle. We watch in slow motion as Susie and her box drop to the ground, the glass shattering immediately. Petey announces that Susie is out and on the floor. This is like, I react physically every time I see this scene. It yes. is so fucking upsetting. But the children all raise their hands and drop down onto the glass. They crawl along, cutting themselves on the glass, screaming and bleeding. May grabs up Susie and sobs, wiping blood and glass across her face as the children paw at her. Finally, Susie is wrestled away from her and the limbs are pulled off in the shuffle. So this is very disturbing. Yeah. Extremely. Um, all kinds of awful. Yeah. I heard on commentary they did a cut of the film that didn't feature the children at all. Mm -hmm. All right. And it kind of made me realize how kind of incongruous it is to the rest of the whole film. Like, does this section even really need to be here? I feel like yeah. this scene does for sure, because I feel like there's May before this happens and then there's May after. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they, they could still make it work because the feeling of rejection from them as well. Just yeah. write a scene where the doll's mad, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it also helps with May's character that she's really she really is trying to put herself out there and do good and make friends. Right. And even she fucks it up with these children. I don't know. The glass on the knees really hurt me. Oh, yeah. my God. No, and the hands. Bad. It's like, hard it's, to uh, watch. Yeah, it's really hard to see. Maybe it's just the personal preference. And I'm like, maybe like, I don't like this. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. You know what? This movie doesn't even need this scene. <laughs> so I got some validation from the director. No. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I can see how it does work and make sense. I just, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah. No, it's extreme. Yeah. I mean, watching it, it's like, oh. Like you're, oh my yeah. God. that dog got broke too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> her mom was right. I guess should have. Yeah, you should have kept it. her in the box. Yeah, yeah mint condition. But <laughs> but we cut to the couple making out in the elevator of May's building again. But when the door opens and they turn to look, May stands cradling the broken pieces of Susie with blood dried and crusted onto her. Now y'all have a reason to look at her. Yeah, that's that's fair. So are they just wandering around making out? They're like, just like going on all the floors. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that elevator's apartment twelve. <laughs> they live there. Okay, well then, oh, they, right, they, right, right. then they had a right to look at her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, in our living room, <laughs> a stranger. <laughs> that night, she struggles to place Susie's pieces where they're supposed to go. Susie is also covered in blood, and May is unable to make the pieces fit. She comes out of the bathroom with Loopy's body and a can of Lysol under one arm. Suddenly bothered by pain in her eyes, May becomes more and more frantic as she rubs and scratches at them. Eventually, it devolves into her scratching at them wildly and sobbing as the screen gives way to red. So, okay, I this is another thing that I remembered from when we watched it as kids. Because uh -huh. mm. the scratching itself is hard Ugh. to watch. 
for some reason when it dips to red even as an adult i was like oh my god yeah <laughs> like Stop. Yeah. what are you doing because it could have if it faded to black it wouldn't have been yeah no 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 anything anywhere yeah. near as bad i remembered this being she never took her contacts out after she put them in that's what yeah. i thought but then, it's never confirmed that's never said from yeah. what i understand on the commentary they said it was the glass from oh, but that okay. was days ago <laughs> that, that was hours ago yeah it's, fuck it's still gonna, though, yeah. yeah maybe she was like kind of not feeling it because yeah. she was so hyped about and everything the else shock that wore off and she's like oh my yeah. god <laughs> <laughs> fucking glass in my eyes <laughs> <laughs> but the next day the phone rings as may sleeps on her couch with loopy on her stomach and Susie's torso across her eyes when the machine picks up, it's Polly. She asks where May is, saying that the doctor is really upset because she's missed two days in a row now. She asks May if she's okay. She tells May that she misses her and says, call me back, Kay. May gets up from the couch, Loopy falling onto the floor, but she continues to hold the doll against her eyes. May goes over to the vanity in her bedroom and inspects the damage that she did to her face. The whites of her eyes are a violent, angry red, and she has scratch marks all around them. She drops down to the ground to pet Loopy, telling her that she'll miss petting her pretty fur before dousing her with Lysol. Go take a shower, then go to the clinic. Yeah, this <laughs> Please, is this your is bottom. Yeah, this is bottom. Eyes, like, oh. I don't know. It's it's a low budget film, and I've seen much gorier and much more horrific things. It's hard like, to look at. There's yeah. something about those eyes that yeah. is just I felt horrible. Yeah. yeah. But loud rock music plays and we cut to May sitting on a bus bench outside. She's wearing her glasses and her eyes and her face are fine. So I don't know how much time is yeah. supposed to have passed. I would assume a decent amount because the way that, well, no, because it really can't be because the first scene we see with Polly, she's oh, asking she's talking her. about Halloween. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I start, I mean, in like July, I'm like, we need to figure out our costumes. So <laughs> well, I mean, but you have kids. She was carving a pumpkin. <laughs> oh, she was oh, yeah. carving. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Damn it. This, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Cause she's fine. Yeah. Blank played by James Duvall hops over the back of the bench and sits next to her. She looks away from him and seemingly genuinely concerned. He asks if she's okay. May just looks at the bodies of the people walking down the street. She tells him so many pretty parts, but no pretty holes. Blank seems to agree with this and scoots closer. He asks what May's name is, but May says that it doesn't matter. Blank moves on asking if she'd like to go get some jujubes with him. <laughs> it's very specific. It's really, yeah. spe really specific candy. At this point, I'm like, this dude is so warm and being so kind. Did you recognize the actor? From uh, Donnie Darko? Yeah. 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 It's Frank. It's very fucking cool. But May asks him what's the point and Blank is dejected, apologizing and saying that he was just trying to be friendly. May finally looks up at him. He was. I'm like, he's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed. Well, I mean, he yeah. seems. Well, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we cut. To, <laughs> we cut to May's apartment where she sits with Blank, who, as promised, is eating jujubes. Yeah. He's like, I could live off of these. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, he's like, Oh man, my shirt's chafing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind if I take it off? <laughs> but was that even much of a shirt? It no. Was just mesh. <laughs> it's a mesh tank top. Yeah. yeah. He says that he's super hot and asks if it's okay to take his shirt off again, even though it's just a mesh tank top. May invites him to just do what he wants and he takes his shirt off. May notices a tattoo of Frankenstein on his shoulder and compliments it. 
Blake is like, oh man, now my pants are chafing me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he says he's still burning up and asks if she has any ice cubes that he could rub on his nipples. Okay. Um, firstly, you're a guest in this home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little decorum, please. Well, she I said asked. you could do whatever you want. She, did, mean, she, did. Say, she did say do what you, do what like, you well, want. When I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have to say. It's the only way to beat the summer yeah, heat. Yes. The fr- it's October now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Frankenstein tattoo is a little on the nose. Yeah. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. We can't talk yeah. about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets up and walks over to the freezer. But when he puts his hand on the handle, May tells him to freeze. He's like, yeah, that's the idea. Come on. You know yeah. what the fuck I mean. <laughs> He ignores her saying stop and opens the freezer to reveal Loopy wrapped up in saran wrap on top of the frozen foods. Blank asks what the hell that is and May says that it's a friend. Blank says that this is some sick shit and is clearly upset by what he's seen. But May just asks if they can be best friends now because he knows what's inside her freezer. Is that how that works? I guess so. Once you know the absolute most disturbing thing about me, we're automatically best friends. Like, obviously. Well, well, there's two options. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen my dead body. So Two people can keep a secret if, (laughs) you know. But he tells her that she's a fucking freak and he's not going to be her friend. May starts to sob but stops when she sees a pair of scissors. We cut to May lighting a cigarette with blood on her face before flashing back to her screaming and grabbing up the scissors. Blank raises his hands in defense, but she stabs the scissors through the palm of his hand and then slams the hand skewered with the scissors through his skull. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is intense. As Blank bleeds, his hands pinned to his forehead with the scissors, we see everything. May screaming, Adam rejecting her, the cat getting surgery performed on it, Adam stabbing her with the fake knife, then making out his movie, her scratching at her eyes, her killing Loopy with Petey's ashtray, May hiding the woman's legs behind the sleeve of Polly's robe, and of course, Susie with her cracking glass. May smokes her cigarette and comes to her conclusion, I need more parts. So I will say this is a neat little montage that they put together. Mm-hmm. They've been killing it with the montages. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoy them. But one thing that I will say is that I feel like what I was saying earlier about some people being people and some people yeah. being characters. Blank yeah. was a character. Blank was a character. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know why, but I feel like it was kind of this, this part worked like 70% for me okay yeah it was kind of tonally inconsistent because he's well, like man i could fucking live on this and yeah. he's like i'm gonna blast my nips and <laughs> <laughs> get them all fucking you know cold yeah, or whatever. Yeah. It was a complicated and, then he, cat. and then he's like oh my god what the fuck is i could never be your friend. it's like yeah. what this is very strange <laughs> it just it, it it goes through a lot of places this scene's a fucking roller coaster right i, right. I read that the scene of them meeting at the bus stop was added after Okay. All right. There's a moment where May is talking to somebody at a park that we're about to get to right now where that was when she meets Blank. Oh, okay. And so this is why it's kind of edited. It's May and then it's the person she's talking to and then it's May because they changed it. All right. So she's not like cold and detached. She's mad mm. when she meets Blank in the original one. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that changes about the Jujubees and the Nips. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but they did change their interactions with each other. Okay. So I don't know if maybe originally it made more sense because it's 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 all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> But in the next scene, May is sitting against a tree, smoking a cigarette and reading at that same park. 
Adam approaches her and says hello, but she nonchalantly asks, hey, dude, what's up? Adam asks what she's reading about and May admits that she's reading about amputation. Adam asks if that's for work and she goes, nope, just for fun. Adam. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. Adam squats down to her and apologizes for things not working out between them. He says that it just didn't and still doesn't feel right. See, and that I appreciated. Yeah. Yes. Because it's this not is closure. It's not like he's saying, you know, it didn't feel right, but yeah, yeah. he says it, it still, still doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. And not you're weird and I don't like you. Right. This just isn't right. You right. Know? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But May says that she understands now as she taps her head. Adam extends his hand out to her, asking if they can be friends. May shakes his hand, of course, lingering creepily before starting to bring her lips down to his hand. He's like, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs) When I say it doesn't feel right, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah, Um, You're only proving my point. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. He pulls away from her and says that he has to go. May just says, later hands. She waves at his hands, and when Adam leaves, he stares back at her uncomfortable. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? Um, It means I'll see your hands later. That's what it means. We cut to May measuring Polly's neck outside of the animal hospital. Polly asks how Loopy is, and May says that she's in pieces. Polly takes this to mean that Loopy is depressed, and May confirms that she doesn't seem very happy. She finally asks exactly what May is doing with these measurements. And May says that she wants to make her a blouse to apologize for her behavior before. Polly seems thrilled by this, but the gorgeous legs that were at her house approach a half door. I don't know why this animal hospital has a saloon door. Yeah. Uh, for, the, for this reveal. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm here for it. All, all I could think was cow and chicken. Because <laughs> you only see her legs? Yeah, you only see. I was like, don't tell me this is only the bottom half. What the fuck? Well, the movie is getting weird. Yes. That's why Polly's like, I got to hit that. Like, what other chance am I going to get? This is the most. (laughs) A woman calls out for Polly. And when Polly answers, the owner of the legs finally comes through the door and we see her fully for the first time. She's brought lunch for Polly and the two greet each other with kisses. Polly introduces her as Ambrosia, played by Nicole Hiltz. She does not look happy to see May, and when May tells her nice gams, she just looks down at them. May asks if she can finish Polly's measurements, and when the tape ends at her hand with the mole, May's like, have you ever thought about getting that removed? What the fuck? Yeah. Polly says that her grandma told her that it's the imperfections that make you special, and May's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like just nods. Yeah. Polly asks what she thinks about that, and May just shrugs and heads back inside. Polly, your grandmother is correct. Yeah. May is kind of turning into a jerk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She changed. Like from that, she's gone. She's a t- completely different person. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can have the children part. It, see, thank you. If you if you have to have, <laughs> yeah. just close your eyes at the glass. I, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> But now alone, Ambrosia calls May a freak. Later inside, after making sure that Polly is distracted by giggling and flirting with Ambrosia in the records room, May steals a bunch of operating equipment. She's gathering material. She is. After work, she buys a wheeled cooler from a hardware store and wheels it down the street. At her apartment, in a new, cool, and calm voice, May leaves a message for Polly, saying that she was thinking about dropping by later to bring her the blouse that she made and show Polly her costume. This is spliced with shots of May cutting and sewing fabric, applying her makeup, shots of Ambrosia's legs, Adam <laughs> rubbing the dented car with his hand. 
<laughs> uh, which we've established was seductive. <laughs> Susie's broken face. May invites Polly to give her a call back if that's cool, repeating the same thing that Polly left on her machine. Miss you. Kisses. Call me, Kay. Another great montage. It's yeah. really great. They're but doing I'd, great. I'd be like, I say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, how gonna... <laughs> that's how I talk. That would worry me a little bit. <laughs> The montage ends with a shot of Susie in a pristine box giving way to May dressed as Susie. She stands in the elevator with the cooler behind her as her voiceover says, if you can't find a friend, make one. She steps off the elevator with her cooler. So this outfit is pretty cool. Yeah. That's great. They said that the costume designers, Mariano Diaz and Marcelo Pequeno designed both the dress for Susie and Very the dress. Cool. Oh, nice. Th- that's the smart way to do yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's really, really good work. Polly opens the door to her house to reveal May standing there. Polly greets her warmly, complimenting her costume. She says that she was gonna call her back, but she's just been so busy. May asks what she's doing right now, and Polly giggles, saying that she's doing nothing. We cut to them sitting in Polly's living room, where she tells May proudly. <laughs> That she's starting to understand the doctor 20% of the time now. Hey, that's better than what she was <laughs> <Yeah>. doing. <laughs> she sits in front of May, who reaches toward her when she turns her back, but stops when she turns back toward her. Polly seems a little cagey, looking back toward the door, and May asks if she's expecting someone. Polly changes the subject, asking <laughs> if May forgot to bring the blouse that she made. May says that she didn't forget, and Polly raises her arm so that May can put the shirt on her, and she turns her back. While she's waiting for the shirt, she asks May if she's sore about her and Ambrosia. May says that she's not, and Polly reassures her that it's nothing serious. Ambrosia's just a piece of ass. With a scalpel in each hand, May places one on each side of Polly's neck. Polly leans back into May, completely into it, playfully asking May not to hurt her because she trusts her. May smiles as she caresses Polly's neck, and Polly tells her that she knows that she would never hurt her as she looks up with her head tilted back. I'm the John Cena meme. I'm like, are you sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some shit. Yeah. In response to this, May drags the scalpels across her neck, slitting her throat. Polly brings her hands up, and they are quickly covered in blood as she silently gasps for air. So does that make her the greatest person in the world in that moment? <laughs> Polly? Yes. Yeah, right? Polly, greatest person that ever yeah. lived. <laughs> she trusted her. Yeah. I I got to say, even now, I mean, from watching it as a kid as well, it shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I know that she's on this path to do what she's planning on doing. Yeah. Right. Um, it still was surprising to me that she just did that. I feel like it's such a shocking moment because it's very like, there's no crazy music playing. Yeah. Nope. It's just like, you're just in this. Like it is, it's upsetting. I will is say, it? well, <laughs> <laughs> Polly didn't deserve all that, man. She didn't. I don't. Yeah, she uh, didn't. She could have made her intentions more clear. That's right. true. But that's not something to be murdered for. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to point out like the set, like the couch. Yeah. The striped um padding on it. Yeah. It really lends itself to this timeless thing we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because that looks like it's from the sixties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then like I like not being able to pinpoint, even though there was a VCR earlier, but we're not talking about that vcrs have been around for yeah. a long time yeah i don't know when they were invented <laughs> or there's something called betamax i don't know right. what the fuck that is. 
But later, Ambrosia walks in. From our view, we see Polly's dead body bleeding into her white rug, and Ambrosia drinks from a carton of milk in the kitchen. May walks into the kitchen, and Ambrosia immediately asks what she's doing here and where Polly is. May says that Polly's in the head, and Ambrosia calls out to Polly to hurry up. She's been drinking vodka all night, and she has to pee. May chuckles at this, and Ambrosia mocks her chuckle. Yeah. yeah. Like, Ambrosia's a fucking asshole. Yeah. May tells her that she really has beautiful legs, and Ambrosia's like, I thought they were gams. May says, gams, stems, wheels, whatever. When did she get so cool? She's yeah. fucking cool as shit. Now you're in a Tarantino film. Yeah. Because, because she killed a couple people. Okay. This murder's really <laughs> giving her a lot of confidence. Good for you. May, you're fucking cool, Good dude. Lord. <laughs> she asks Ambrosia to turn around and Ambrosia tells her that she's fucking weird and she doesn't know what Polly sees in her. May tells her that Polly doesn't see anything and insists that she turn around. Ambrosia does and asks how it was. May sighs deeply and tells her it was beautiful before stabbing both scalpels through Ambrosia's temples. Ambrosia immediately drops the carton of milk on the floor and drops down. We get a beautiful shot of the red blood mixing with the white milk before seeing May walking down the street, pulling her cooler behind her. I love the shot of the milk and the blood. Yeah. It reminded me of cherry cheesecake when I was a kid. Uh-huh. All right. Now I'm of, just hungry. Yeah. 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 We love that. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we had no choice. Yeah. She had but, it coming. Well, she was fucking mean. Yeah, she Look, was being rude. Not that anyone deserves to be murdered. Just for being mean. But if and, anyone did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, out of these two, who murked a cat with an ashtray? I don't think it was Ambrosia. I didn't say that May doesn't deserve to be murdered. <laughs> fair point, fair point, fair point. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> you got it, boss. <laughs> But she passes a zombie cheerleader played by Judy McVeigh, who compliments her costume and asks if she's got any cold ones in the cooler. May goes, yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Again, she's just so chill. (laughs) Um, I guess this cheerleader character was from McKee's first, I guess it was a short film. All cheerleaders must die. I think oh, it was right, called, right. and that's what this the costume is from, oh, which is okay. a really cute little nod. Yeah. But I saw people online saying that they cannot find this movie to watch. So there are um, a few actors from that in this. I think the, that's cool. I think Jill from the short film short film is oh, nice. that's very cool. But I think he eventually remade that short into a full feature. Oh, so you can watch that. Oh, okay. all right. I'd be interested in that. But her hands still stained in blood all the way up her forearms. May knocks on Adam's door. He answers it wearing like a gladiator costume. Yeah, I look, this may be really ridiculous, but I feel like you should dress as something scary for Halloween. Don't fucking don't do that. Really? Yeah. They, I don't like they, it. Uh, do you see how they like treated each other then and like animals and stuff? That was scary. Well, that <laughs> was also scary. Yeah. <laughs> All I think of is Joaquin Phoenix doing the thumbs down thing. <laughs> That's that scary. was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that meant your ass, dude. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But he immediately asks May what she's doing here. When May doesn't answer him, he waves his hand in front of her face to try to get her attention. May's eyes stay focused on his hands before telling him flatly, I need them, Adam. Hoop, played by Nora Zahetner, walks over and holds on to Adam, telling May that he's taken for the evening. Without missing a beat, May compliments her earrings and Hoop thanks her, complimenting her costume. I loved this because she really came with the claws out and then she's like, I like your earrings. 
thanks yeah <laughs> she did that's literally me it's like all right well thanks yeah. i like your costume <laughs> i've been disarmed uh, <laughs> do you remember her from mad men yes of course yeah she was also on marin did you guys i liked marin i don't know if you guys watch it no nope. which was on ifc which connects us back to <laughs> <laughs> But May thanks her, saying that she made it herself. Hoop tells Adam that this is just like one of his movies, but Adam just continues to ask May what she's doing here. Hoop is like, this is May? She invites her inside for a drink before Adam can say anything. So she's aware of May. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think that maybe, no, I don't know. No, this has to be the woman that Adam was talking about, maybe. Because I was going to say maybe she's the woman that was there, but he was like openly talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is her. Oh, cool. But cool. Uh, I'm I'm sure his roommate was talking a lot about May. Yeah. But I think that kind of, I mean, if she knows anything about May, it's very strange for her to invite her in. Well, if yeah. his roommate's cracking jokes and like this girl's out there and blah, 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 maybe she wants to see. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, but. Don't like, I don't like it. I mean, the, this person does not exist for you to look at and be like, she is crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like this is it's fucked up. Well, yeah. maybe up. like you said, the roommate was saying something and Adam was, you know, like, all right, enough of that. You yeah. know what I mean, she's she's weird. Leave her alone yeah. or whatever. And she's like, he heard it. And then he's like, oh, no, we, let's get let's you check in it out. here. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Which is shitty. Yeah. Mean, yeah. Talk about mean. Yeah. May walks past them and heads inside. Hoop giggles and Adam's like, yeah, thanks. May takes a seat at the table where they had been playing cards. Hoop goes to make a drink, but Adam sits across from May and he tells her that she should have called first. May asks if he would have even answered and exasperated. Adam's like, I would have if I was home. May says that it doesn't matter, though. She didn't come to see Adam. Hoop interrupts, asking if vodka is okay, and May replies that vodka is great. She's like, I heard it makes you piss like a racehorse. (laughs) (laughs) She's distracted, though, when she looks down at Adam's hands as he fiddles with his prop knife. She smiles at his hands and he just stares at her confused. He asks if something happened, but May just insists that he touch her face. Hoop returns to the table with the drinks and laughs at this, sitting on Adam's lap and mocking May as she uses Adam's hands to stroke her own face. Not cool. When she places the tip of Adam's finger in her mouth, May has had enough and tells her to stop. Hoop says that Adam's hands are hers now, but May insists that they are hers. Hoop laughs at this and kisses Adam, but Adam just continues to stare at May. May asks him again to touch her face and Hoop has had it at this point. She tells Adam to go ahead and touch May's face because she doesn't give a shit anymore. I don't know why you're so mad because you invited her in. So this whole thing is like weird to me. It's not going the way you thought it was. So I'm going to leave. Yeah. She tries to slide off his lap but ends up falling to the floor instead. She extends a hand for Adam to help her up but he doesn't. May gets up from the table and Adam lowers his head, saying that he's drunk and he's queasy and he just wants May to leave. She extends her hand in a way that would be nearly impossible to lift yeah. her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say maybe that's why he didn't go for it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, nah. Yeah, it's like, I can't. I can't do anything. <laughs> May extends her hand and helps Hoop onto her feet. Hoop says that she'll leave, but Adam calls her a dumb shit, saying he wasn't talking about her. Hoop takes dumb shit personally and is like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go. (laughs) May asks Adam if he's going to touch her face. Adam takes another shot and says that he will. He stands up and extends one finger out to touch her from a distance. But May grabs his arm and in the exact same motion, stabs a scalpel into Hoop's neck. 
Now, Hoop was whatever, but she had nothing to do with any of this. This is the only, I mean, I don't, look, I, this, that was going to be a weird sense. Like, this yeah. is the only murder I disagree with. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> I really disagree. That you with, don't think there's, well, she was being rude to her. Right. She was, but there is no, like, she seems to be murdering for a specific purpose. No, right. Yeah. But if she's in her way, I mean, then you just kind of got to go. She was already leaving. Well, she said, well, she, now she really she's, is. She, <laughs> <laughs> this mortal coil. <laughs> I, I don't I think she shouldn't have murdered her. She's, she should have let her go. She says that she likes her earrings. Right. That's not a part. It is if you if you're if you want to say ears, but you're cleaning it up because <laughs> you don't want to be weird. She's super cool now. Like have you guys not noticed? Well, yeah, but what we see later, we don't Well We'll talk. Well. Yeah, it is. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> All right. Maybe you need her ears. Maybe I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> Adam screams, holding his hands up to his face as Hoop bleeds out on the floor. We cut to May coming home, struggling to pull her bloody cooler inside. She opens it up to reveal multiple objects, all wrapped in white cloths. She takes one out and unwraps it to reveal Adam's hand. She strokes it, saying, you're going to look perfect. She pulls Loopy out of her bloody freezer and washes her hands. Frocks, again, terrifying, terrifying song. Absolutely. Begins to play as May remembers plunging her scalpel into Adam's gut. He falls to the ground dead and May brings a large knife to his wrists. You know, something interesting is that where she stabbed him for real is mm -hmm. where he pretended to stab her with the fake knife. Oh, ah. it is. Yeah, he's the only person that she didn't go for like the throat. Yeah. Or the head. She kind of relished it a little. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe was making the statement with what he maybe. did before. Yeah. Now in her bathroom, May steps out of her clothes and we see her washing a leg in the bathtub. But when we pan out, we see that it's not her leg, but a dismembered one, Ambrosia's. Yeah. yeah. I, that was good misdirection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She is wearing a shower cap, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is just for the leg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. I've showered before I left. <laughs> she puts on a clean dress, puts on her glasses and gets to work. Among the discarded pieces of dolls and bloody white cloths, May uses fabrics and pieces from her cooler to start her project. She uses her sewing machine to put fabrics together and hand sews fabric as well as dismembered pieces together. She makes a mask, sewing it on top of Polly's neck. And the hair on the mask is, I guess, from Loopy's hair. Yeah, I believe so. Very sad. But um, you said earrings? Yeah. They're there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> next to the friend she's made which we can see has pierced ears hoops ears may places the shattered pieces of the ashtray that pd made that spelled her name she puts the m a and y next to each other rearranging them until she settles on a new name amy so this is a very sad story oh no but lucky mckee was telling the story of the origins of may whenever he was on the shockwaves podcast mm -hmm. that i mentioned earlier and he had said that part of it, of course, was the angst and him working through that. Mm -hmm. But also, I guess he had fallen in love with a woman and they were together. And then she tragically passed away from cancer. And her name was Amy. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. And so this story is also him working through that grief. Jesus oh. Christ. So the depth of this, there's a lot to this film. Yeah. yeah. But she takes a step back and slips the now empty cigarette pack that Adam gave her into the front of the dress that she made for Amy. She looks over her work. 
The head she made complete with Loopy's hair, Susie's eyes, Hoop's ears, Polly's neck, Blank's arms, Adam's hands, Ambrosia's legs. May is enamored and starts to compliment Amy, but says that she doesn't even need to talk to her. She can just feel and Amy will feel it too. She places her hand over Amy's heart with her other hand over her own and she starts to panic. She lowers her head onto Amy's chest and seems frantic. She looks into Susie's eyes placed on top of the head that she made and laments that Amy can't see her. She takes off her glasses and places them over Susie's eyes, but this still isn't enough. She starts to cry, repeating that she can't see her. She takes her glasses off of Amy and takes one of Susie's eyes off too. She looks behind her into the mirror at her own eyes, one of them lazy again without the aid of her glasses or her contacts. She sobs and places a hand over her lazy eye as she contemplates. She picks up a pair of large metal scissors from the floor and plunges it into her eye. She screams in agony before dropping the scissors onto the floor. We see her as we saw her at the very beginning, her bloody hand clamped over her eye as she screams into the mirror. We've been through so much that I forgot. Yeah, you forget. Yeah, that's crazy. When that's like such a gut punch way to open yeah. the film, but still <laughs> yeah. so much shit happens that you're like, oh my God, that's right. And then to put in all that work and then Amy can't see. <laughs> that's what you're taking. What? <laughs> well, she built a friend. Yeah, what? <laughs> she pulls her eyeball out and rests it on Amy's face where Susie's was before. She screams at her, pleading with her to be seen because that's all she wants. She sobs as she lays next to Amy. Finally, she calms down and her eye rolls between them. From her point of view, silently and slowly, we see Amy raise Blank's arm and reach toward her with Adam's hand. We watch as Amy slowly caresses May's face. May closes her eyes and smiles. It cuts to black and Frox plays again as the credits roll. So, what did you guys think of May? That was a good movie. Yeah. That was pretty wild. Like the beginning of it, I was kind of like, all right, what's going on here? Like you said, it's just awkward moments. And it's just like, ah, I was like, come on, get past it, get past it. <laughs> uh, but the but when May kind of, you know, when her box is shattered, you yeah. know what I mean? Her mind is like, fuck it. When May becomes June. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally would have liked maybe a little more like on the killings, maybe, maybe not this to happen them right back, rapid fire back to back. You know what I mean? Maybe like, let's see a little more. I know we know why she chose the body parts or like the people, uh -huh. but maybe a little more on it than just being back to back really quick. You know right. what I mean? Um, but I really, really did enjoy this movie. It wasn't bad. And I, uh, I know you were worried. Yeah. I know you guys were kind of worried about it. You're, uh -huh. you're um, just hard to guess. I can never right. be like, you're going to love this. I, yeah. As I was watching it, I was like, JP's going to hate this. That's what yeah. I thought. It's, it's, you're, it's very well, hard to gauge. It, it being a Frankenstein movie, I loved it. I yeah. was like, that's great. That I was like, all right. It really was a secret Frankenstein. I was, yeah. I was in here last night and he came in and closed the door and just looked at me and goes, is she about to make a friend from Body Parts? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, but yeah, that was uh, that was a fun little ride. I'm very. I don't know how I never heard about this or knew about this. Uh -huh. How it's it has been some time. Yeah. Um, but this is a pretty good movie. I'd recommend it to anybody to watch just to kind of turn it on and then you know what I mean. Check it out. It's it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, I. 
changed a little bit from when I was a kid because I loved this movie. Right. I really like it a lot. Uh, I I love the I don't know. There's just a good feel to it. Right. That indie feel. Um, oh yeah. The atmosphere, the acting, Angela Bettis, holy shit. Yeah. She fucking brings it. Uh, and that's nothing to take away from Jeremy Sisto and yeah, yeah. No, no. Anna Ferris as well. Uh, it's very quirky, which I do mm-hmm. like. Yeah. But I will say that that leads to some tonal inconsistencies. Yeah. The stuff with blank. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Totally, yeah. <laughs> totally inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that I'm, um, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is it is a very good film. Uh, I I think that it's a very interesting take on something that we have seen, right. yeah, in a way. But I do enjoy it still. I'll definitely watch it again. It's been so long since I've seen it. I'm surprised that I hadn't seen it right in yeah. so long. But I'll definitely add it to my list. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing about it that works is like there is just so much to it. It is very funny. Right. It's tragic. Yes. It's dark. It's some of it's like very cringe. Yeah. But yes. somehow yeah. I think more often than not it really does work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Like I said at the top, I still love this a lot. I feel like there's this like relatable feeling of feeling lonely or feeling different or feeling not seen. Yeah. That is really timeless. And even if you don't feel that way right now, I'm sure most people have felt that way at some point. Mm -hmm. And there's just something relatable about that. And so taking this like foundation of something that most people can relate to and building this off of it, it's just something about it is just really, really excellent for me. Um, and I don't know if it's because I saw it at the perfect time yeah. that it's like, oh, no, this is great forever. Like, it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. I feel like the older I get, the more that I do have the wherewithal to question those nuances right. of does Adam really like her? What are Polly's intentions? Mm. Was she, you know, taking advantage of her? And then and then she liked her. What You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the more, the older I get in the different stages of life that I go through, when I come back to this, I view certain people or certain situations in different ways. Right. And so in that way, this film kind of, you know, it keeps providing entertainment and providing, you know, for me at least. Right, right. So... Do you think that Amy came to life at the end? It was a delusion or it doesn't matter? I think that the bottom line is that it doesn't matter. I agree. I think that um, most likely it's a delusion. I think that I think it's a delusion. Yeah. But I don't think it matters at all uh, because it's about the journey that got us here and the fact that May is at peace. Like this is what she wanted. Yeah. I wonder what's going to happen to her now. Um, she kind of left a string of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of body parts and and dead bodies and yeah, she you know, didn't clean shit. Oh no, no not at I all. mean, she did when she got home, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's it. I wonder if she is if what she did to her eye is gonna kill her and she's gonna yeah. lay down next to Amy and die, or what if she's already dead, or she's oh, already yeah. dead and that's why she's seeing this. Yeah, I mean, there are multiple possibilities of what is happening, but I think that it it doesn't matter. I agree. Um, that ending moment of like, I remember like getting chills the first time yeah. I saw it. And that, that was one of the things that I remembered all these years later. Yeah. 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 You don't forget. You do not forget that. No. And the crooked, the way the finger is crooked. Yes. Because she's not a professional no. yeah, yeah. bodybuilder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but I guess we can go into ratings. I kind of, you know, tip my hand. I really, right. really love this. I think the soundtrack is 
fucking oh, impeccable. Man. It is so weird and so creepy, but playful at the same time. It's uh, Jay Barnes Luckett. I think mm. she goes by James Luckett now. Mm. I've seen both, but she fucking did that. Like, yeah. The, it, oh, yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, we already talked about the performances, how believable these people are. I mean, you know, Blank, you know, we. Yeah. <laughs> Blank was a little over the top. Um, it, it was a bit of the uh, 03 Texas Chainsaw. You just did. You went and you needed to be somewhere. Yes. You played your part. <laughs> yes. And then that was it. She's yes. like, we need a torso. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, even. Polly, I feel like, is a little bit of a character, but Anna Ferris plays her in a way where that could be a person no, that you yeah. know. Like, I mean, Jeremy Sisto, uh, they they did a really excellent job. Mm-hmm. Of course, Angela Bett is oh, yeah. just incredible. A, a very familiar story of, you know, this Frankenstein situation mm-hmm. coupled with these very human emotions and pushes and pulls. And, right. and then, you know, we got a little sprinkle of some childhood shit of her mom really fucking her up yeah. in that regard. I mean, I it's just, it's kind of a total package for me. I won't say that it's perfect, but to me, it is a, a fucking excellent, excellent film that I feel like is not talked about enough. All right. No, it's not. So on a scale from one to 10 perfect pieces, I'm going to give May 8.5 out of 10 perfect pieces. All right. This is a great film. It is weirdly not dated when it came out at a time that a lot of those movies feel very dated. Yeah. Um, if you've not seen May, please go watch me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I said a lot about what I did enjoy about the movie, and I got a couple of small gripes. Like I like I said, it really just as weird as it sounds, the killing. You know what I mean? Or like the the like her I would have seen like to see her maybe I guess I don't want to say stalker prey a little better, but you know, or a little more, but like th- there's a lot of awkward at the very beginning. Maybe like you said, if we got a little more childhood stuff or if yeah, we got, that you know, that would have been cool. Just maybe a little more because the beginning of the movie I did, I was like, man, she's, you know, she's really awkward. Says, okay. That's fine. It's in. All right. No, you know, that's fine. Whatever. And then like till she breaks, and then it's like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I got to do. I know what I got to do. Then it's like, okay, cool. You, I want to see a little more of that. Maybe just a little more of... Of uh, like, cool May? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> May was cool before, but right. now it's like, holy shit. And I, I, I know it's not my turn anymore, but I just want to shout that out too, the way that she seamlessly kind of played both versions yeah. of herself. And like the realization of like i'm not anxious about how they're looking at me anymore i don't give a fuck like yeah. i'm setting out to do this job mm-hmm. i mean it was uh and it was very gradual yeah yes i mean it, she's just it was great no it, it was good uh i do wish i would have seen this a lo- uh, long time ago because i did also watch ifc i loved that channel yeah um but it and uh this is something i would recommend to people yeah it, it's not a like you got to sit there and like oh my god or you know what i mean but that i i really did enjoy it so for me on a scale of one to ten perfect parts pieces pieces <laughs> perfect <So close>. pieces <laughs> uh i'm gonna give me a 7.5 okay. i i i this movie was like i said was 
was fun. Yeah. I I just wish that the gore of it maybe a little more more there than the than the oh man you know oh just stop flirting with them it's not working it's not working <laughs> you know what I mean because I I know that's her character and we do get it and I did appreciate it because I do relate with her and some of these you know when she does awkward shit and then it's like fuck I've done that too for sure or you know what I mean so it's like oh, but I I would have liked to see a little more of May just like not giving a shit. You know what I mean? Like you said, she had a plan on what, who she was going to take from what people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody else kind of got in the way just on her journey. And you know what I mean? Was, <laughs> you, just wanted, extra. you just but, wanted her to go on a rampage. Maybe. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will admit from jump that I did not see the ears. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. So I do apologize for that. <laughs> Everyone was accounted for. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I, I still enjoy this movie a lot. It was a lot of fun to revisit a childhood favorite yeah. and kind of see it through a new lens. I really think on the positive side, the top is Angela Bettis. Yeah. Of course. Because her performance, it sells everything. No, yeah. She kind of gives you exactly what you need in each moment because there are times where it's like, okay, we need to relate to the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we need to relate to her innocence. Oh, we need to relate to her shift. Yeah. And every yeah. single time it's like, no, you're, you're nailing everything. Yeah. yeah. This is fantastic. Um, I do think that the music, like you said, fantastic. So mm-hmm. good. And not just the score, the soundtrack. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be looking up the breeders after this. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> that was great, great work. Oh, yeah. I think, again, as I said, so many things work for this film. I like that it's quirky, but there are some things that kind of tip a little too far yeah for me uh what do you mean t well (laughs) (laughs) my thing is like i i think you have this character in may who is very multifaceted there's a lot to her so i think you surround her maybe with more characters like adam Mm-hmm. to where All she right. stands out even more yeah but when you've got man my nipples need to fucking get some <laughs> yeah. god some ice on them it's like all right what the fuck is this what are you talking yeah about? but then i guess i mean i guess in, in the grand scheme of things she was being less quirky so i guess he had to make up for yeah, it yeah. he's like my, my, my pants are shaving it's like what the hell you have to pick up the slack i guess so but um the stuff like that yeah it created those like inconsistencies right, for me right. but i feel like we we met him and lost him so quickly. No, was no, like, yeah. That was okay. That was, <laughs> that was interesting. He really didn't matter. I mean, I you just need a torso. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just need a torso. We're yeah. just establishing these like quirks, like he likes jujube. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't matter. And no, it's not like she was feeding jujube to yeah. Amy at the end or anything at all. So no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I and I and I will say, even though. I understand the point of the children. Mm-hmm. I will also say the subplot itself didn't exactly work for me. Okay. Her ingratiation into ingratiation, her ingratiating into that school as the lead. It was fucking, seamless. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, I just do this now. I lead class. Yeah. And then everybody who's been here for years just stands in the yeah. back. <laughs> it was very strange to me. I think, I don't know if there's a way that they could have done it to where it would have worked out better. Right. I get the point because you need that case to shatter. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because it's the symbol of everything. I just feel like she's trying to do something good. She's trying to get these interactions you know with these children maybe i can help those kids like i mean 
she's fucking trying. That's how I took it. I'll accept that. It isn't <laughs> all, it's not all romantic. You know what I mean? Being yeah. with Adam or being with Polly. It's just, I want a human connection. Yeah. She is. She's lonely. It's, yeah. It's, it's literally, it's Travis Bickle. Yeah. It's Taxi Driver. Yeah. yeah. He's so desperate. He's talking to his own reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Go see Taxi Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Go see it in yeah. theaters now. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's this new film from a, <laughs> I believe his name's Martin Scorsese. He's going to do big things. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I had, I came to the table with a score and I am going to bump it up a 0.5 because hey. there is something about this film that I can't quantify exactly because it really opened the door and my eyes mm-hmm. to independent film. Mm-hmm. All right. And that was such an important thing for me growing as a film goer. For yeah. sure. And so that counts for something, I think, even all these years later. But for me, out of 10 perfect pieces? Correct. All right. (laughs) I am going to give May eight perfect pieces out of 10. Wow. I didn't know it was going to, I didn't think either of y'all's was going to be that high. I was, when when I watched it last night, I had it at a seven. Then I watched it again with commentary and then you feel the love. Yeah, yeah. And the family that made this Mm -hmm. and then you talk about it and then you think about it more and you're like, well, this really did mean a lot to me as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And that means something. It's not all nostalgia because the film on its own is really good. It is. Yeah. And there are some things that I can't forgive as I spoke about. (laughs) (laughs) That's where those two points went, but (laughs) notch it up for introducing me to a brand new world. For sure. Really. But no, I think this film's really good. You should watch it if you haven't. Oh yeah. Watch it if you may. Oh my God. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, guys. You look so nervous. <laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate May and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, even at your loneliest, don't resort to drastic measures. The right people see you for who you truly are. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I was going right. to try to sing that Knox song, but I got them. Or Frocks, I believe. Yeah. I get the title wrong, so that's good. <laughs> we love all our patrons. Hey, there we, we go. All our patrons. <laughs> I get to the all names. Right. <laughs> I'm going to stop singing before we start eating them. <laughs> A special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Issa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, JD Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, William Berry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, 
Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath, Spencer Montavo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Nuding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Amanda Aliff, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Craig Kowalski, Beth, Daniel McGinnis, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel Kissinger, Ashley Weidman, Angelica Cornelius Witt, Valerie G, JSL, Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Maya Noches, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Chris Manley, Angelique, Smelly Poo Poo Head, Beth Bauer, Ben Coons, Cookie Esperanza J, Jace OKC, and Joshua Rumley. Thank you all so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. There are so many of y'all at this point. We thought we'd do something a little differently. Let's split it up so a little. So oh, yeah. one person doesn't have to bring an oxygen tank. <laughs> but again, thank y'all. We love you so much. And truly appreciate every last one of you for the dolls mm, that you uh, are. All right. Yeah. Susie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll Susie you guys later. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> You're pushing your luck. I know. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>